0: Yo, what's up everybody, welcome to
1: another episode of Downtime or Downside, episode 134 And today we are here with JJ from the Q House What's going on everyone? JJ, what's up bro, how are you man?
2: I'm not too much man, I'm doing pretty good
1: Dude, thank you for coming in
2: No, it's, uh, it's an honor dude to come in
1: Thank you man, It's uh, you came in last minute, I really appreciate it dude But I've been wanting to talk to you man um, We were talking before the podcast that you got listening to it from uh, Danny Um, Danny put you on to the pod?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I've I've been following you forever. I mean, uh, uh, following Downstar and then you personal, your personal page. So then I saw the downtime with Downstar, but like I've never really been into podcasts. Um, The only other podcast I've really listened to, there's a couple of like barbecue uh, podcasts that I've listened to. But if it's not something I can relate to, it's not really going to hold my attention. Yeah, definitely. So so, um, when... I saw the post from Danny that he was doing downtime with Dawson. Yeah. I was like, "What?" I'm like, "Well, you know what? It's my boy. Let me let me check it out." <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, local guy you from Oxnard. I'm like, "I got to be able to relate." So I started listening to the story and just fell in love with the cast, bro. Dude,
1: fuck yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, no problem. It's it's crazy how all of this stuff brings it together like from People that I used to talk to back in the day and shit. You and I go back in the
2: day, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a trip. Like I don't. I was trying to think the other day. I'm like, man, I don't even remember when exactly we met. Um, you know, it's obviously the car scene that yeah. we met in. Um, but I, I I couldn't put a finger to it if I had to.
1: Were Were you hanging out with the Highland guys? Yeah, that's where it had to that, be. Then that, that's what yeah.
2: happened. Um. Yeah, still, you know, still kind of rep Highland. To Hell this yeah. Day. I mean, we've all, all got families, and there's the next generation of Highland, but, you know, we still rock a little sticker on our cars yeah. here and there or whatever. But, uh, but, yeah, that's that's definitely how we met. Shout out to Highland Customs, <laughs> man. Yeah, man. Um,
1: yeah, I remember back in the day. Uh, this is the f- my first memory of hanging out with you guys was um, I was with uh, Chente. mm mm-hmm. Remember Chente? Yeah. yeah. And he knew um, – little ruben yeah yeah so he knew little ruben because they were into mustangs or whatever yep. so we ended up meeting up with them one night and i had the chevelle um chent had the mustang and i don't know how we were we hung out or whatever but so i met little ronnie yeah and ronnie had the neon yeah. and then he and i would just go back and forth with the uh, racing the chevelle and uh, yeah, those were good times, man.
2: Yeah, man, to be young again, bro. <laughs> right? To be young again.
1: It's crazy, dude. I always think about that, and like at those times, I wasn't really in the moment. I was just, oh, this is what we do today. You know, we're just going racing. It's, it's no big deal. But not thinking like, you know, in ten years, you're gonna really cherish these moments, man.
2: Yeah. It's true, man. I mean, I, I'd kill to to get out to the runs now and just see what's going on.
1: You know? Yeah, I don't know if it's the same as it was back in the day.
2: Uh you know like I said you know going back to kind of kind of to like the highland thing um there is a younger generation of highland customs right now uh-huh. um I follow a few of them on the gram and I kind of live vicariously yeah. through them <laughs> yeah. watching their videos and stuff like that but uh I know Pony Boy. yeah uh, and uh, shout out to Pony and uh and Queef they yeah. still dabble here and there catch a few runs now and then so uh, yeah, I kinda live vicariously through those guys. Uh Pony's running his own shop, so That's right. Yeah, he's running his dope, own shop. Dope, hell
1: yeah. So shout out to him, man. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah and then dope. Ronnie's having kids and
2: Ronnie's doing having, the family thing. Yeah, Ronnie's having kids and then you know, he's doing the sticker, the vinyl That's thing. That's right, yeah. He's always Ronnie's got his finger in like everything. Yeah. Like, like if I need something, I hit a Ronnie. Hey, where can I get this? Oh, I don't even trip. Like, I, know this guy. <laughs> I got the connect. Yeah, so, you know, that's how Ronnie is, dude.
1: <laughs> He's a good guy, man. I yeah, miss that, definitely. dude. Hell yeah. So back in the day, what were you driving?
2: Uh, Let's see. Uh, when I first got into Highland, I had a 68 Chevy C10 pickup truck, step side. Okay. And uh, uh, as a matter of fact, my parents bought that for me uh, as a graduation present. Um, so I jumped in that. I drove it for maybe six months. Uh, I was working at the time, and uh I told Ponyboy, I'm like, yo, I want more horsepower, dude. Yeah. So uh, we ripped the block apart, stroked it, put a rock top-end kit on it, and uh, put a brand new transmission in it, a slapper shifter. and Really? I was on my way, bro. Yeah. I was out there doing stupid stuff, you know, <laughs> making like almost maybe 400 horsepower with drum brakes and all still all four corners no still. shit
1: yeah bro it was it <laughs> was were, crazy you were going but not stopping i was not <laughs> stopping it used to hop
2: on me it used to like literally hop on me trying to stop so i would have to downshift like crazy no way
1: yeah it was crazy dope so you mentioned uh you mentioned barbecue let's go ahead and tell people uh who you are and, and what you do
2: uh my name is jonathan jackson uh, a lot of you know me by jj i the pit master for the q house
1: Q House Q House yeah. Dope man so We
2: do uh, we do catering um, I'm not going to call it a pop up It's more of a We kind of do a plate sale Got deal. you um, So it's kind of I post something out there on the gram And let them know Hey you know what Next Saturday I'm taking orders Yeah You know And pickup time will be at this time We just kind of run it like that
1: So how would you get into that Into barbecuing
2: uh, You know what I've always had a love for cooking period I Love to cook Love to eat. Yeah. Um my dad is a is a huge barbecue. My dad is from Texas. Oh wow. So um that's probably where like I get the roots, you know, it kinda stems from, even though my style of barbecue and his style of barbecuing are complete opposites. Really? Complete <laughs> opposites. So um I think me kind of getting into the whole kind of catering, kind of selling barbecue scene. Um at the time, I don't think I was working. Mm-hmm so i was just kind of hanging out with the guys i was hanging out with pony boy and queef and, and all them and you know they would hit me up and they're like yo dude let's barbecue today yeah and they're like all right i'm down and they're like all right we'll 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 get the stuff and you do it like all right cool you know whatever so um uh, we started doing that and then uh i think it might have been it might have been queef that had me over to his parents house and he had everybody over mm-hmm. he's like "Hey, are you down to cook for everyone and i'm like dude it's just barbecue let's do it yeah so uh we had everybody over. Um, let's see. At that time we were kinda clicked up with another card club, INC. Okay. And uh they came over and we just had this big old huge barbecue. And one of the guys there, he was like, Dude, you should slank plates. Really? And I was like, I never really thought about it. And it kinda fell off. I didn't I didn't do anything from there for a while. I just kept barbecuing, barbecuing, barbecuing. Just for fun. Just for fun. Just for fun, just for the family. Uh flash forward to maybe i want to say 2014 mm-hmm. 2013 in there um i remarried already uh, to my wife now and um we were actually camping and my wife's niece who might have been i don't know maybe 14 at the time she you know i would cook while we were camping so i'm up there grilling barbecuing while everybody's camping and she's like you know cousin she's like i'd pay for you to cater my graduation party yeah and I was like, you know, you don't, you are not going to graduate for like another four years. And she's like, well, then you got four years to open your business. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know. So we got back, and uh, I kind of talked to my wife about it, and I am like, let's just do it. Let's just try it. Let's throw it out there on the ground one day, and let's see how many orders we get, and if it's worthwhile, let's do it. And uh, yeah, I'm like it, it just took off kind of like wildfire. I think um, the very first time we took pre-orders, it was like. 35 plates really and i was like oh, shit oh. i was like oh you know this is cool you know and yeah for not having industrial or commercial equipment i was like man it was it was hard yeah you know like I'm running to cook this running to cook this people are waiting um so it, it was a little difficult so i told her i'm like you know if we're gonna do this again i've got to get some equipment mm-hmm. so um i want to say at the time that might have been the time where i kind of convinced my mom i'm like hey i need a favor Mm -hmm. I was like, um, I'm looking at this grill up north from this company. I don't have the money for it right now. But if you front me the money for it, my next catering session, I'll give it right back to you. Yeah. And she's like, okay. You know, gave me a credit card, put it on the credit card. And it was crazy, man. It was almost like it wasn't meant to be because I paid for it on her credit card, right? Uh I get to this place up north, drive two and a half hours, pick it up. And they won't release it to me because it's not my name on the credit card. Mm. So it was like this huge battle with them to try and get it released. i'm trying to call my mom they're like well you know we can't even really verify that it's your mom over the phone you could be having somebody else answer the phone yeah so um my mom what did my mom end up doing i think my mom ended up like transferring funds Got you. okay me. and so i just swiped it on my card grabbed it took it home and and uh we've been rocking with it since then with that so i started with just that one grill mm-hmm. um, and that was a santa maria grill i didn't have a smoker So um, what is a
1: Santa Maria grill? So
2: a a Santa Maria, a Santa Maria grill is, um, it's kind of an open pit. Okay. It's got like the, the, the adjustable side on it. So you can raise it up or down so you can slow cook things or you can cook things at a really hot temperature. Okay. Um, and, and it's, it's also a style of grilling. They call it Santa Maria style. Okay. But, uh, Santa Maria grill is pretty much just that it's open flame. There's no lid to it or anything like that. So you get a lot of, uh, you're able to run fresh wood in there and, uh, you don't get some of the like carcinogens or toxins that come from running the wrong kind of wood in a smoker or something like that because okay. some people don't like that smoked flavor. Yeah. Um for instance my sister it took my sister like man like 4 or 5 years to be able to eat my food. Really? Because her system was so sensitive to smoke? Oh, that, okay. I yeah, gotcha. that it would just it would mess her up, man. So um you know Santa Maria's is is, is one way of grooming. So
1: it's it's like a pit and then you could just yeah. raise it yeah, raise just, the whole frame up up and down yeah or, or the, 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 the great, grill the grill in the middle yeah got you okay i know exactly the one you're talking yeah, about goes, okay cool 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 yeah so it's
2: one of those so uh, i had the santa maria which i was able to do tri-tip on i was mm-hmm. able to do chicken on um i was able to even do ribs on hot links stuff like that like there's nothing that you can't cook on it but um at the time i was getting into smoking meat yeah so um i was like man you know at this time, I think this was kind of when, like, the barbecue era was really big. We're talking about, yeah, this is 2014, 15. Got you. 16. So it's kind of, the industry's kind of blowing up. So um, at this time, uh, on TV, there was this show, uh, Barbecue Pitmasters. Okay. And, dude, it was, like, religiously, like, hey, new episodes on. Don't bother <laughs> yeah. me. I'm watching it. Like, I'm trying to pick up game here. Yeah. So, um, you know. From watching that show on TV and then, you know, what I took from watching my dad do stuff and and, a little bit of YouTube, I started picking up a technique that I like. But, um, you know, in barbecue, everything is kind of... um, Not citywide, but kind of uh, like statewide. Like you got Kansas City style barbecue, you got North Carolina style barbecue, you got California style. Mm -hmm. You got um, there's all these different. You got Memphis style. There's all these different styles of barbecue, but Cali doesn't really have a style.
1: Mm, So they take from everybody else's styles.
2: Well, it's not so much they take from everyone else's style, but out there in the barbecue world, uh, up until recently, Cali wasn't relevant Mm. because all we cook out here is. Tri tip. Gotcha. Carne asada. Okay. Um, chicken, stuff like that. We're not messing with pork butt or, you know, brisket or, you know, we do ribs out here, but um, what they call the ribs we do out here are like uh, open flame ribs, mm-hmm. you know, direct heat. So um, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to get into the smoking game. So um, I ran a Walmart. I was like, about this cheap little smoker. I'm like, let me see if I can even rock with it. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't. I don't know if this is something like i see it on tv it looks easy on tv i think i could do it yeah but can i really do it so uh i bought this like 200 smoker from walmart cooked on it the first time and um things came out pretty good like the the ribs were pretty good but i noticed um cooking on the smoker that like there was a lot of like inconsistency with it like it burned a lot of wood a lot of smoke escaped so if smoke is escaping that means heat is escaping um, and one of the most critical things when it comes to smoking meat mm-hmm. is consistency consistent mm-hmm. temperatures you know um, your airflow your smoke all that is is like key when it comes to smoking meat so i jump online and lo and behold youtube there's mad like uh modifications you can make to these smokers to get rid of like all these little issues so it, it's crazy. It's like a car. Like yeah, I modded out my smoker. <laughs> so, so the one from Walmart, you were able to mod it. Yeah. Oh, so, sick. Yeah. So and at the time, um, the company I was working for, we had like a fabrication shop. So yeah. And my boss was all about barbecues. So uh-huh. he was like, "Dude, whatever <laughs> materials you need, like whatever hardware you need, just go for it, bro."
1: Just cook on Friday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> pretty much. Dude, yeah, like yeah. pretty much. You know. So um, so yeah. So I made all these little modifications and like, dude, I I got. That smoker running like legit. Really? You know, it would cook consistently on all sides. Uh Uh, The temperatures were really even across the board, which, you know, anyone out there in the game knows consistent temperatures on both sides of your smoker is really important.
1: So, how much did the smoker end up costing you after everything?
2: Oh, bro, like just the original 200. Like I said, my boss was so cool. Uh, The materials that I needed were. All there at work.
1: What kind of things did you have to do to it?
2: Uh, you know, I made what they call a, a heat deflector. So the way an offset smoker works is you've got the cooking chamber mm-hmm. and then you've got the smoke box. In your cooking chamber, there's no heat or there's no flame in there. Excuse me. Okay. There's just heat and smoke. That's it. And then the, off- and the offset is where you light your fire, where you burn your wood, where you burn your charcoal. So, um, you know, you've got this. Smoke box, mm-hmm. where your heat and all that transfers from. Well, from time to time, the flames would get so big inside the, the smoke box that it wanted to transfer over inside, and it would kind of burn stuff up in there. Gotcha. So the first thing I built was a heat deflector. Yeah. I built a heat deflector to, uh, to keep that from happening. Um, got that done. Then it was like, okay, well, I don't have that issue anymore, but I want my temperatures more consistent. You know, There was like a 25 to 30 degree difference from one side of the pit to the other. And I was like, I want that consistency. I want it 250 all the way across.
1: And how did you know that there are different temperatures? Uh, There was gauges on both sides. On both sides? Okay, gotcha, gauges on both sides.
2: So um, so I'm like, I I want this consistency. So I jumped back online and I'm like, okay, tuning plates. Mm -hmm. So I grabbed uh, some 10-gauge steel sheets and uh, cut them into sections that fit inside the grill. And uh, that's what they call a tuning plate. So you slide them into the place where you want them. You know, you can run two, three, four, however many you need to get that heat to level out inside the grill. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you kind of drill like some holes in them so that, you know, heat can still rise to the bottom of them or whatever. But, um, yeah, so I did that. And then, uh, let's see, I cooked on that smoker probably for a good two years. Mm -hmm. Two years. And then uh, business kept growing, kept growing, orders kept growing, and it got to the point to where... Now, I don't have enough room inside this grill anymore, so I'm like, man, what do I do? You yeah. know, I don't have three or four grand sitting around right now to run out and buy another smoker. So, I was like, you know what? We've made grills before at work out of 55-gallon drums.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm like,
2: maybe I can make a smoker out of, oh, cool. out of a barrel. Yeah. So, jumped online again, and everything I needed was online. Yeah. The directions how to do it, the material I'm going to need. So, I hit up my boss from work, and I'm like, yo... Is it cool if I take one of the fifty-five gallon drums that we don't use anymore? He's like, yeah, what are you gonna do with it? And I was like, I'm gonna make a smoker, and he's like, okay, yeah, but you gotta build me one too, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. So I end up building mine. Same deal. He lets me use all the material, whatever, um, free time that I have at work or whatever. I'm working on my smoker, yeah. and uh, you know, it worked out really good. And he never made me make him one. Yeah, so I, it was just you know him just just talking at me like that. Yeah, but um, so I, I built another one, and the one that I built was called a UDS. They're called ugly drum smokers. Yeah, because they're not the prettiest thing in the world. I mean, you can paint them and and make them look immaculate, but I was never really into that. Yeah, I was born to the function of it. Mm-hmm. Like if it gets the job done, that's all that matters to yeah. me. Yeah. So um, I built that, and that gave me a little more cooking space, you know, and I was able to meet. The orders that i needed because it got to the point to where i was actually having to cut people off mm. like i was getting so many orders that i was like ah, oh, you know what i'm like i got like two three plates left and they're like but i need six and i was like two, three's all i got left you know i can put you on the list if someone cancels then you know i can fulfill those order for you but if not this is all i have mm-hmm. and um i'm sure like that kind of upset some people but i came from it from the aspect of you know, uh, a lot of guys do pop-ups, and mm-hmm. they just wait to sell, wait to sell, wait to sell. Come through, come through. You know, I'm selling plates here, this, this, and that. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I was, let me get in, make my money, deliver my product, and I'm out. Mm-hmm. I don't have all day. You know, I, I've got a life. I got a family. I got kids. Yeah. So uh that's why I started with the whole pre-order thing. And to this day, that's how, that's how I do it. I, I don't ever... Just do a pop-up and, hey, I'm here. Stop by. Yeah. I still take pre-orders to this day. Now, I will, you know, cook a little extra for those people who, oh, man, I forgot to place my order. Gotcha. You know, or whatever. Or, hey, I'm in the area. Do you have anything extra? So, I still do do that to a point. But, um, yeah, I, I try not to, to uh, create extra because it's just a waste. Yeah. And I don't want to eat it. I've been messing with some of this food for 6 7 hours, you know? So, I don't want nothing to do with it by the time. <laughs> Take this shit. Yeah, by the time I'm done cooking it, I don't I don't really want anything to do with it.
1: Well, if you ever have any leftover plates, just hit me.
2: <laughs> Dude, anytime.
1: Anytime. That's dope, man. So, this uh the barrel smoker, so do you like lay it on the on its side then cut it in half? Is that how it is? And then build legs for it or something like that or? So,
2: obviously you've seen them built before you've seen a grill built before from a barrel uh-huh well in a UDS it's, it's the opposite so it stays oh, vertical. it stays oh it stays okay vertical. and and what you actually do is, is you build a basket mm-hmm. that sits on the bottom uh, on you know kind of like some legs or a stand that keeps it from actually sitting on the bottom of the mm-hmm. barrel and uh, you run a heat deflector plate in there and a water pan on top of that and then you have your grate mm. and that's what allows you to smoke meat in there um it's not the largest amount of cooking space yeah but at the time it fulfilled the needs so that's kind of how those work and it, it was crazy um at the time like you know when you're fabricating stuff you're building stuff you always revert back to the car world yeah it was funny like i needed a smokestack on the lid of of my uds uh-huh. and uh i found an old purple horny exhaust pipe <laughs> yeah in, in my backyard and i was like here comes the grinder Lopped it off, <laughs> welded it on, and, and ran with it, dude. And it worked great. It worked great.
1: So when the food's ready, it starts making a noise.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. The food. It's all done. Food's ready. Come and get it.
1: So, Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. That's dope, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I love that story, bro. Because it's just like people have so many passions, but they don't realize that their passions can actually turn into a business. Yeah. You know? You had so much passion for cooking, and it was just literally going to waste you know you're not going to waste but it's, you're not doing anything with it besides like yeah not like fulfilling the full potential your, of... your passion but it can definitely go to another level yeah which is something that that you've reached now dude that's awesome man yeah so where do you feel like this going in the future are you pretty good with everything where it's at right now
2: you know what um right now I'm not catering or, or doing as many plates for sale as I would like to. Got gotcha. you. Um, just recently, some things changed in the industry that I work in. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back to school. Oh, okay. So I'm in school every other Saturday, mm-hmm. all the way down in Santa Fe Springs. Oh, wow. So that's, and, a, that's and, a good drive. Yeah. And I'm in school for eight hours. Yeah. So it eats up my entire Saturday. Oh. So, um, you know, I don't have the time to do as many plate sales as I would like to. right Yeah. Now. But um, I mean, the business is is, is good. It's there. Um, I'm turning down stuff kind of more than I would like to. But it's also kind of working out for some of my buddies I have that are in the industry, too. Yeah. So when I can't run the job, hey, you know what? Can you take care of this for me?
1: Oh, you, you shoot your the work to other people? Yeah, definitely. So what are some other guys in town that are doing it?
2: Uh, out here in town, um, there's Brian. Uh, and it's kind of funny, like, the way we met. His name is actually the Q man. The Q man. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, uh, so he's doing it. Uh, let's see who else is out here. There's Chindi's Barbecue. And then uh, there's Hambino's Barbecue. Yeah, out
1: shout here. out to Hambino's.
2: And... Uh, Let's see who else. Is. There's actually a new a new crew on the team, and they're called, uh, oh, man, I always jack up their name. I think it's Cr- Crowns Caterers or uh-huh. Rose Caterers, but they do island-style barbecue. Hmm. Bro, fire. Mm. Fire. I will not purchase Hawaiian barbecue in the county anymore other than with
1: them. Really? It is amazing. Do they have, like, pop-ups, or how do they do it?
2: They do pop-ups as well. Um, I think they're still, like, in their first year. Okay. Um but, uh, yeah, he's a really cool dude. Um, his name is Nard, uh-huh. and then, uh, his I think his cousin's name is Koa. Okay. And I met them through... Actually, I went to school with them, but I didn't know them in school. Yeah. And uh, I met them through Star. Star okay. is the one that kind of got us linked up, and uh, they had a pop-up one day, and I was like, yo, I've been trying to order from you from your last couple pop-ups, but I haven't been around. I'm here. Let me get a couple of plates. So, ran by, got a couple of plates. Dude, just amazing.
1: Really? Amazing. So, do they have... Um like the uh what is it, like loco moco style? Have you have you ever had that or is it like the patty and then
2: No, they're not really doing that at least not yet. What
1: type of stuff are they doing like
2: Like they're doing like the island style ribs and the island style chicken. Got you. Um you know where it's got like that real heavy teriyaki flavor to it. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And then the white rice, you know. It, it's like what you would get at uh l yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Like that, but this is real deal Hawaiian stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah. Are they Hawaiian?
2: Uh yeah, they're Samoan.
1: Oh, sick, yeah, dude.
2: Moment, so they know what's up.
1: That's what's up, man. Yeah. So would something that you would want to do be like having one of those, the, maybe a, a catering truck or something like that, where a stop that you would make every week, like a Thursdays downtown Oxnard or something like that?
2: You know, I would love to do something like that. But, I mean, just um, with the time I have now, um, I'm very family-oriented. Yeah. a lot of time with my family. And at one point in time, I did have the idea to do something like that. Like, man, I want a catering truck. Like, I, I want to be able to do every Thursday of the month, you know, pop-ups, whatever, at downtown Oxnard mm-hmm. or at the beach or wherever they were having them at the time. Um, I almost almost did the uh, farmer's market for mm-hmm. a minute. But that ended up falling through. Like, another guy was... He was complaining that he was already doing barbecue and if I came in and did barbecue I can only cook this this and this hmm. so it was like uh you know what like I'm not trying to step on your toes you do your thing another opportunity will present itself so um it, it's it's been good um like I said recently I'm not doing as much catering or places I would like but you know two three years ago it was really really busy it was like every weekend every other weekend we were doing a catering event
1: so what do you do for your uh your day job
2: uh, day job I am a pipe fitter by trade uh, I work in fire protection so mm-hmm. we do fire sprinkler systems and stuff like that uh underground pay- piping and stuff like that so
1: how'd you get into that
2: um let's see when i let's see did I graduate no it was when I graduated um I actually left school early mm-hmm. um, my junior year I went on home studies and I got a job as an electrician mm-hmm i was working for a family friend his boss was looking for an apprentice they're like we'll get you in you're gonna start early you know i was 17 making 18 bucks an hour wow so i was like it's cool i don't need school yeah i'm good this is gonna be my career um i worked for eight months and then work got slow so i got laid off damn yeah so it it was what it was so at the time uh, another family friend owned the business that i'm working for now um, was doing fire protection. So I jumped in with them, but I got stuck on the fire extinguisher side and that's, side was cool. You know, I, I had worked with him when I was a kid, like in my summers and spring breaks and stuff like that. So I already knew what was up. So it was like within three months, they stuck me in my own truck and sent me on my way. So I'm going around doing accounts, bringing in new accounts or whatever, you know, servicing different companies. And it just got really bored. Cause it was really repetitious work. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I just got bored with it. So I stayed there, I think, for, let's see, 2005, 6, 7. Right around 2007 is when I left. So I stayed there for two and a half years, something like that. Then I left, and I went to go work uh, as a forklift driver. Mm. So I was forklift driving after that for probably like 10, 15 years. Then um, the same boss that I was working for that was cool with me doing all the barbecue stuff, uh, kind of switching gears. I'm at a, another company now that he's letting me do all this stuff. Um, when I was working there, it was just, it was, it was, it was getting old, man. Yeah. Um, I was working 65, 70 hours a week. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was pretty bad. And, uh, never seeing my kids or like, I do come home and it's like, just want to knock out or I spend one day with the fam and it, it was just too much for me. Yeah. And, uh, so I left from there, you know, they laid us off in the summer cause it got slow. They were actually talking about closing the place, but didn't want to tell anybody. Mm. So um, he actually came, pulled me in the office. He's like, hey, you know what? We're going to lay some people off. Um, you know, but you're good. Don't worry about anything. I'm like, all right, cool. So I thought about it. And then there was another gentleman that was working there, an older gentleman. He was like in his 60s, 70s already. And um, I don't think he had papers because mm. he was really sweating getting laid off. And I was like, you know, hey, I'm like, Hector, what's up? Why are you so worried about getting laid off? And he's like, well, I can't draw unemployment." Mm. And I was like, ah. I was like, okay. So I hit my boss up, and I'm like, you know what, dude? I'm like, lay me off. Yeah. Keep Hector. Keep him working. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, I got my barbecue business. I'm like, it's moving right now. I'll be good. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. And he's like, if that's what you want to do, that's what I'll do. So um, they laid me off. I didn't even think I even got like my uh, unemployment paperwork turned in For he hits me up. And he's like, um. So we're going to close the Wainimi plant. Mm. And I was like, oh, all right. You know, so what's going to happen? Are we moving to a new location or what's going on? And he's like, no, we're going to move to this factory and we're going to send you over there. And I was like, I don't want to go there. I was like, I really don't want to work there. There's Mm. some cool people there, but I was like, I just really don't want to go. Yeah. And he's like, well, what are you going to do then? And I was like, just let me go. Yeah. And he's like, just let you go. And I'm like, yeah, just let me go. And uh, this was right around the time where we were really, really busy with catering. And um, I had been approached by several different barbershops. And they wanted lunch at different days throughout the week. Oh, so So I was like, okay, you know, I already have that to fall back on if I need to. And if I hit a catering gig a month, you know, we can make it. Yeah. Like, you know, we're good. So um, long story short, I end up. Getting a phone call From the company I'm at now Uh Hey we're gonna have Our company picnic We want you to cater it Yeah And I'm like Okay cool Um, They're like Hey you know We know you gotta do paperwork And a contract And a deposit And all that And I'm like Yeah And they're like Well when do you wanna do it And I was like I can come right now And so I go over there We're sitting down We're doing the paperwork And he's like Why aren't you at work And I'm like I actually just uh, Like got laid off Or kinda quit Yeah yeah yeah. I don't even know What you call it Yeah (laughs) I just didn't wanna be there No more (laughs) Yeah, so he's like, he's like, oh, so what are you gonna do? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, well, I, I kind of got my catering thing going right now. I'm like, maybe I'll take a month off and and you know see how that goes. And then if that doesn't work out, then I'll start looking for something. Yeah. And uh, he says, I really need a guy.
1: And this was the same field.
2: Uh, this was a, this was going back to the fire protection. Got gotcha. you. So he says, uh, I really need a guy, and I was like, okay. And I was like, but let's get this clear. And I'm like, is this on the sprinkler side or is this on the extinguisher side? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I need a sprinkler guy. And that originally is what I wanted to transition to when I was first there. But there just wasn't enough work for me to be able to transition into it. There was two other guys ahead of me, like in seniority. Who got the option gotcha. to go over there? Yeah. So that's ultimately why I left because I just I wanted to go work on the sprinkler side because it was more mechanical, it was more hand tools, it was more power tools, it was up my alley, you know. Yeah. So uh, because I wasn't able to do that, I was like, yeah, hey, I'm out of here. So this time around, sitting down with him, signing the contract or whatever, I, uh, you know got it clear that oh, it's on the sprinkler side, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm I'm not giving you a yes, I'm not telling you a no. I mean, go home, talk about it with my wife, see what's up. Because I knew she was really excited about me being off for months. Yeah. You know, like we were starting to make plans already. So um, got home. You know, she's like, Oh, just take care of the contract. I'm like, Yeah, kind of took care of the contract and more. <laughs> and she's like, What do you mean? And I was like, uh, I was like, Well, you know, Mark wants me to come back. And he said, like, Well, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'll be on the pipe fitting side. She says, Was that something you want to do? I was like, Yeah, that's something I want to do. I'd love to get into it. And so uh, she says, uh, "Well, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna still take the month off? Or are we still gonna do you know these plans or whatever that we have?" And I was like, "Well, I didn't give them a yes. I didn't give them a no. Let me, you know, so I'm sure we have time." Yeah. So I end up giving them a call later, and I'm like, "You know what? I'll, you know, I'm willing to take the position, but I promised my wife and my kids that I was gonna take some time off." And he's like, "Well, how much time do you want?" And I was like, "Um, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, a couple weeks at least." It's like all right, take a couple of weeks. And you know, you can start here. He's I'll like, just I'll email over some paperwork. You can come by the shop, pick some stuff up, get it all filled up, that way it's all ready to rock and roll. So it ended up working out. In the two or three weeks that I took off, they were able to take care of all like my D M V stuff and all my medical and paperwork gotcha. and stuff. So when I came in it was just out the gate running.
1: So what'd you guys end up doing?
2: um you know what nothing much dude. yeah that's nothing the mu- best nothing much, we just um we uh it, it was cool i got to take my son to school you know for yeah. a couple of weeks in the morning and uh actually gotta take well yeah gotta take my sons to school pick them up from school yeah um you know got to hang out with my my, my daughter my kids are 12 uh eight and six. Oh wow so there's there's quite a few gaps in between there but um you know, I'm picking up one from school, and the other one's getting out, and I get home. The other one's waiting for the other one to get home. And, you know, it was it was just nice to be around the family consistently yeah. and not be exhausted and not be irritated and frustrated. So it worked out.
1: Yeah. It was cool. That's Is that the first time that you've ever had that kind of opportunity to spend with them?
2: Um, No. I mean, we do spend a lot of time together, but... That job that I was working at, you know, where I was working 65, 70 hours a week, I kind of, like, lived for that job. When I first got there, I came in as a forklift driver. I worked there for a year, and then I got laid off in the summer. Well, mid summer, he calls me back, and he says, hey, I want to bring you back. And I'm like, but it's not even strawberry season yet. What's up? And he's like, I want to bring you back as a mechanic.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: I was always fixing stuff when I was there. So he's like, I think you have the drive to be a mechanic to work on the machines you have here. Yeah. So I was like, okay, came back, started training. And it was kind of a jacked up training. Like uh, the dudes I was working with, they had that kind of like macho mentality where it was like, I'm not showing you anything. Because yeah. if I show you something, you might take you my
1: take job. take my job, yeah.
2: So I had to learn a lot of stuff on my own, a lot of stuff on my own. Um, I did get help from another guy at another facility. He was really cool, really willing to show me stuff. And I learned those machines on my own, inside and out. Um, come summertime when we had no production, I was hiding out Underneath the machine Figuring out how this worked, How that worked, Why this broke um, I need to maintenance this Because it's probably Going to break again So I got really good At my job Really good at it And I almost got to the point to where I got bored mm-hmm. You know Work was a drag for me So um, But it was like I was needed and Then I kind of got to the point to where I told my boss, Hey you know what I got to spend more time With my family Yeah So I was getting like Half a Saturday off now Or if I took off a Saturday I was on call mm. Um but we've always tried to be really family oriented. My wife comes from a pretty big family. Okay. And uh, they're a very, very close family. And I didn't really have that as a kid. I mean, my parents, we had great family. Yeah. Came from. But my sister, there's 17 years between me and my sister. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. And then uh, there's 17, or I'm sorry, there's 16 between me and my sister and 18 between me and my brother.
1: Whoa So yeah, I was a big so they took a break, huh?
2: Yeah <laughs> Big oops. I was a big oops. <laughs> I was a big oops bro, and it gets worse. I was born on their anniversary.
1: No shit. <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> oh Man, where did you grow up at? Uh,
2: I've been on the south side of Oxnard all my life man. really all my life um, I lived on uh, Berkshire Street right from of Berkshire and Terrace mm-hmm. Um up until I was about eighteen.
1: Where's that by?
2: Um, let's see. Rose and Pleasant Valley would be the closest set intersections. Oh, okay. Then, got you, know, you. Where College of States? Yeah. Okay, so you got Chatham Islands High School, College of States, and that next neighborhood over where that elementary school is, Williams. Uh huh. It's in that
1: neighborhood. Right got there. you. Yeah. Was what saying. was it like growing up over there?
2: Um, it was cool. I mean, um, it was kind of funny, like terrace you know every neighborhood has that one ghetto street so terrace was the one ghetto street right Mm -hmm. there and then uh we lived off of off of berkshire and uh it it was cool uh great neighborhood um as a matter of fact me and hollow lived around the corner from each other no way shout out to hollow yeah what's up my guy (laughs) so uh i lived around the corner from him let's see who else was uh in the neighborhood right there just you know me and hollow were together um and you know, we, we skated together for a little bit. Yeah. We used to play together. We used to slap on gloves and box together. Yeah. Like you know, it was it was a cool neighborhood that, that I hung out with. Um
1: Was there ever any any trouble out there? Nah, no.
2: No, nah, we were all like chill as kids. Did you
1: ever get into like that kind of stuff? Like gangs and um, hanging around with bad group of people?
2: Uh not really i mean the extent of it in high school kind of hanging out with the tagging crew gotcha it's really about it I, I was always into either skating or cars yeah or working on something or building on something uh, like rc cars as a kid i was into stuff like that oh that's sick um but yeah as a kid i did everything from i was a foot booter to yeah skating to bmxing hell yeah like i ran the whole course too. yeah <laughs> whole course.
1: what was your best trick in skating
2: uh, you know, I could tray flip. Oh, really? Yeah, I could trade flip, and I, I had um, I was pretty good at, at stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't mind big stairs mm-hmm. because that was all I could really do. Like, I couldn't do a lot of the other technical tricks. Yeah, you know, tray flip was the hardest thing for me to ever learn, and I finally got it. And it was like, oh, I still amazing. can't do it, yeah. bro. I'm hey. trying, <laughs> and, and it's and for me, it's like a fortunate thing. Like, yeah, it'll take me 30 tries, yeah, but I'll get it. Yeah, I'll get it. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, you yeah, I just. Big stairs were nice. how many have you done? Uh, probably the biggest, like a ninth stair, yeah, yeah, it's probably the
1: biggest, dude. That's there. a lot, still, yeah, but. yeah. Like, we just uh, Christian and I just did a sixth stair out in Fillmore,
2: yeah. Oh, you know what? I saw that, yeah, yeah I, saw
1: that. I almost killed myself, <laughs> dude. It's funny because the first time I went, I was trying it, and I don't like to not keep trying until I land it. But now being older, I have to be able to stop because then you get to the point where you're like, dude, if I mess up, I'm fucking myself up. You got to think about those things. Yeah. So uh, the first time we went, I had, oh, I'm not going to do it this time. And then the second time I went, I-, I ended up doing it. And then that was Christian's first time trying it. And then he's like, no, I can't do it right now. And then his second time he ended up doing it.
2: Hey, yeah, man, it's, it's scary. Dude.
1: It is, dude. It's scary. It definitely is. So that's our next step is a uh, eight-stair. So go. we got to go find a nice eight-stair somewhere, and I got to get my balls up. <laughs> <laughs> my goal would be to do the uh, the Hollywood 12. Oh, wow. But I don't know, man. I don't know if it's worth it. I end up busting my head or something. It's a big hospital bill. And I just lose the whole business <laughs> from skateboarding. What happened to Frank? Skating. Skating. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> so what about car stuff? Are you in a car stuff anymore?
2: Uh, You don't know. I'll be honest I'm not really into car stuff I, I mean I still have a passion for cars Yeah I love cars um, Me and my son My youngest son He's super into cars Really? Yeah He's super into cars I mean that's all me and him That's that's kind of Where we relate this mm-hmm. car stuff uh, Heavy equipment stuff mm-hmm. um, Those are like the kind of shows We watch together um, So yeah I'm not really too much Into the car scene anymore I, I still have I, I've got a 5.0 Oh okay. really? Yeah but Sick It's uh, when I went through my first divorce uh-huh. Uh huh Um a lot of the money that I built that car with was kind of like, you know, tied up from both of us. Yeah. So when I went to the divorce, I was like, hey, I talked to my uncle and I'm like, look, I'm going to sell it to you for cheap. You sell it back to me when I want it, but I need you to take it out of the state. Yeah. So he ended up, uh, we have family that's from Arkansas. So he drove it all the way out to Arkansas.
1: Why did you have to take it out of state?
2: <sighs> Dude, I was just worried she was going to try and take it in the divorce.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
2: And that was my baby at the time. Yeah. That was my baby. So I was like, hey, if it's not here you know there's nothing you can do about it yeah so um uh, so that one's still over there um you know i haven't been to arkansas in probably i don't know five six years seven years yeah but uh yeah he fires it up on a weekend basis for me drives it around oh so the car's
1: still over there
2: yeah oh shit it's still over there so it's it's in the plans to bring it back pretty soon you know it, it's funny uh, my wife kind of asked me more about when am i gonna do it than i really think about it Cause yeah there's just other things that you know i'm focused on you know i'm the past four or five years I've really been focused on the barbecuing thing yeah it's been my focus and my time consumer I don't have time to either drive out there and pick it up or you know I really don't want to spend the money to ship it back you know so it's kind of like what do I do yeah you know, what do I do so now
1: in your uh in your first divorce did you did you learn a lot from that situation uh
2: yeah yeah you know I you know it wasn't a really bad divorce. Yeah. It was just, we weren't meant to be together. Um, uh, we were, I was 19, she was 18. Oh, shit. And, um, she got pregnant with my first son. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of that deal where it's like, well, the right thing to do is you guys get married. And, um, it just, it just didn't work out. It, we were two different personalities. Yeah. It was cool when we were dating, but, um, you know it just it didn't work out and then the job i was working at the time i was working a three on three off shift 12 hour shifts so i would work for uh two weeks of days and then i would switch to two weeks of nights mm-hmm. and uh it just put a strain kind of on the relationship and then it got to the point to where i wasn't happy she wasn't happy hey you want to work overtime this weekend yeah i'm down
1: <laughs> yeah take me anywhere <laughs> yeah, if i'm not there i don't have to deal
2: with her so kind of did that and uh yeah it just you know we just went our separate ways
1: yeah yeah even being an entrepreneur that's something that you really have to watch out for you know because being being a hustler you're just thinking like oh here's opportunity here 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 but you're kind of just taking for granted and not saying that's what you did but i've been guilty of it too taking for granted that, you know that person is still going to be home they're still going to be happy and yeah when i come in the door they're gonna be like hey honey good to see you and it's, it's not really like that because you're out living your life and they're just chilling like damn i guess i fit in where i fit in whenever there's time you know yeah so that's something that i really um focus on now to make sure that i'm i'm home as much as possible and present as much as possible as well and we were talking about that early you know going to the races and stuff you know i wish that i was more present in those times because i was just so i was just so um used to those things happening yeah. that i just never thought that it was gonna end you know
2: yeah like it was almost natural for you
1: yeah you know going out to uh to the races and stuff and going out two three times a week and then just doing car stuff all the time and just thinking okay well this is what life is yeah in in this little like three four five year span but after that you're really gonna miss those times you know and yeah. just try not to take it for granted so even now i try to take everything uh try to appreciate the the moments that I'm giving that's why I, I, that's why I like that you want to spend time with the family dude and that's awesome man
2: yeah it's um it, it's really important to be balanced yeah you know yeah you need to support your family yeah you have goals and you have ambitions but at the same time part of your goals and your ambitions should be to be family oriented yeah so that's what I you know and I struggled with it I think everyone does um like I said earlier when I was working the last job before this one, I was a company man. Mm -hmm. Oh, the company needs me. Oh, the company needs me. And I felt important because I was that man. Oh, the machines are down. I'm on my way. I'll be right there. I'll take care of it. Fix it. Walk out of the building feeling like I'm the man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Then, you know, my wife helped me to see that, you know, what are they doing for you? Yeah. You know, what are they really, really doing for you? You know, they're not paying you the money that you want. You work like... Pretty much a slave there. You're there more than you are home. Mm-hmm. So it started to put a strain on the relationship, you know? So you got to be balanced, like you said. You have to be yeah.
1: balanced. Yeah. Now, your wife, now where did you guys
2: meet? Oh, let's see. We met at my cousin's graduation party. Her uh, stepfather is a DJ. Uh huh. So he was DJing the party. And uh, yeah, I, I was, man, I don't even think. Yeah, I was freshly divorced, and uh, I was at my cousin's graduation party, and I seen her, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> was like, yeah, oh, all right, okay, how are you doing?" And she dissed me hard, bro. She really hard, <laughs> dissed me hard. I was like, "Oh,
1: the <laughs> challenge, yeah. challenge accepted."
2: Yeah, but uh, you gotta be persistent sometimes. Though. Yeah. So uh, it was it was funny. Um, uh, that night that I met her, um, uh, I think I tried to dance with her. Did she dance with me? I'm not sure if she danced with me or not i know i tried yeah i tried a couple times but um i ended up hanging around till the party was over I ended up helping her stepfather and her family load up all the dj equipment or whatever and uh yeah we kind of went our separate ways and then about a month or two about a month or two later he was djing another party that i was at oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and uh she was there and i was like all right game's on bro. yeah like, i'm going hard for this one and uh been rocking with each other ever since then how long you guys been together uh we've been together
1: nine years married for eight sweet dude. Yeah, married for hell yeah congratulations yeah, man that's yeah. awesome dude yeah. so what what makes you not take the barbecuing full-time
2: um right now it's a passion mm-hmm. and I love that passion that I have got gotcha. you um you know it's it's a little different when you do real smoked barbecue real meat there's a lot that goes into it and any of the guys out there that are in the industry know exactly what i'm talking about it's time consuming you can get burnt out and you know it will kill your drive for it Mm. and i don't ever want that to happen because i mean you know uh for instance like doing a, a brisket cook um even though the prep time is not a lot for brisket the cook time compensates for that prep time so for me to get a brisket uh, ready for the next day, I've almost got to start cooking that brisket, depending on how many pounds it is, possibly at 10 o'clock the night before. Hmm. So you're looking at 12 to 16 hours of cook time. Damn. And that's me being up all night, feeding wood to the smoker. Yeah. And you know, it only lasts an hour hour 15 then i've got to load it up again Uh so that's and it takes a toll on everyone like it takes a toll on my wife because i'm in and out of the bed every hour and a half and she's waking (laughs) and she's waking up because she's a light sleeper and it's like i don't want to sleep on the couch in the living room so (laughs) it's like i'm trying to get in my bed and get some good sleep too because i know the next day i've got to serve all these people yeah so um just little things like that you know i mean brisket is probably the the front runner, when it comes to being time consuming, mm-hmm. everything else is uh, not so bad. Anywhere from like four hours to six hours to eight hours of cook time. But there's a lot that goes into making good barbecue. It's it's not any by any means. It's not easy by any means. And and any of these guys out here will tell you that. Uh, like me and, and, and Star mm-hmm. from Star's Power Plates, we uh, conversate a lot yeah he's just uh really getting into what we call the open fire game mm-hmm. so that's open fire open wood you know whatever um he's just barely getting into that he just purchased his for santa maria i think like last year mm-hmm. and um he we bounce stuff off each other all the time chef uh star is uh, well yeah i'll say he's a professionally trained chef he went to school for it yeah like, i didn't go to school for that yeah so Uh, When there's things I want to know, like, you know, hey, how do I create an aioli or how do I do this? And this is just for stuff like around the house that I want to try. Yeah. Like, I know I go to Star. When Star wants to know, hey, what do I do with this tri-tip or what do I do with these ribs? He hits me up. Yeah. And it's like we have that really good relationship. So, um, you know, we go back and forth with each other like that. And he's kind of learning now. Um, I'm trying to remember how long ago it was. It was maybe like six months. He was going to do all his meal prep on the grill mm. so he hits me up and he's like okay how do i do this how do i do that how do, I do this and i'm like you're gonna do this you know gonna follow this step after you've done that you want to do this all right cool so i got busy um i think i went somewhere that morning and i was tied up for like three or four hours couldn't answer the phone or whatever so i hit him back up and i'm like how's it going horrible dog horrible. <laughs> and I, was, I was like i felt guilty man i felt like i left him on the hang you know ah. and uh and like he starts sending me pics and I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? It looks good. And he, and he was used to, it, it's interesting, you know, like cooking something on a propane grill and cooking something over wood fire mm-hmm. can look completely different. Okay. Like texture wise, color wise. And and that was the issue. He wasn't used to the color that the wood fire was giving it. He was used to the color he was getting from the propane
1: So he was thinking it wasn't ready? Or? Yeah.
2: yeah. He was thinking in his mind, like, oh man, I burnt this stuff up. Oh, okay. And it's like, no, just because it's a little dark you know, or it's really, really red mm-hmm. doesn't mean like you did something wrong. It's just um, rubs and seasonings react differently to different sty- different types of, of flame. Because, you know, coming from a wood fire, you may have either a really, really hot flame or you may have a really mild, you know, long going kind of burning flame. And propane is very consistent because it's, it's, it's a natural gas. So you've got that blue flame or that white flame and it cooks differently. And, yeah, he, he thought he just, like, screwed up <laughs> screwed big time. And I'm like, no, dude. I'm like, that still looks amazing. Like, run it, dude. Like, And he was almost to the point where he didn't even want to give it to his customers. And I'm like, dude, trust me. Just go ahead and send it out. It's going to be good. Yeah. And uh, not that he's afraid of it or he doesn't want to do it anymore, but he, Star is very meticulous. He wants to know how to do the process 100% correct before he does it again. Yeah. So we bounce a lot of stuff off of each other. How did you guys meet? Uh, Me and Star went to high school together. Oh, okay. We went to high school together, but Star is, I want to say, like three or four years younger than me. He might have been like a freshman when I was going to be a senior. Or, well, it's kind of hard for me to say because I left my junior year, so he may have come in. Like I said, he might have been a freshman when I was a junior or something like that. But um, I met Star, let's see. I met Star through probably pony boy and the guys got gotcha. like got reacquainted with him and then found out oh yeah we went to school together or whatever and um you know we used to hang out party together a little bit or whatever but um mainly as of recently the last three four five years it's always been like cooking related so
1: dude that's cool man it was good having him on the podcast uh, i've just been following him from social media, you know, and then one day he brought us some plates. I was like, dude, that was awesome. Cause yeah. Just for him to take time out of his day to bring it over here. I appreciated that a lot. And then the food was fire, dude. Yeah, so we're, we're getting ready to set up with him. Um, now that things are coming back to normal, you know, brand new year. yeah. And uh, I don't have much traveling until probably like April time. I want to get on a set plan because that's that's kind of one hard thing that we have is, is having meals ready. And then having like a healthy meal as well, mm-hmm. you know, because ah, she doesn't get home till like seven o'clock and she cooks a lot, but it's just, I I would wish that she didn't have to cook. Maybe one night we could have, you know, have a plate from Star or yeah. something like that.
2: Yeah, that that's cool. It, it It's definitely, um, it, it takes a load off. I don't know if you like to cook. Yeah, I know. No? no well,
1: like I mean no i don't <laughs> i, I want to eat dude but it takes too long bro all that prepping and stuff it ash she enjoys cooking i, I really don't yeah. but maybe it's because i don't know how to cook shit i i, I cook spaghetti <laughs> hey
2: spaghetti's bomb dude. it's a good spaghetti hey, dude spaghetti's
1: bomb. <laughs> it's uh but other than that i really don't know how she does all the cooking in the house
2: yeah it's um i don't know man it's kind of either you do either you love it or you hate it uh, my wife's the same way like She thinks she's a horrible cook, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm like, I would tell you straight up, yeah, or I wouldn't need it, you know, I'd be honest with you, yeah. But like the difference is, I come home from work and I start cooking, and it relaxes me.
1: Got you, yeah.
2: I mellow out, like that. That's like my zone, my go to, you know. And um, like she'll even trip out, like some days I have a really, really physical day at work, you know, like we're slanging a lot of pipe, you know, all day long, and I come home. And she's like, how was your day? I'm like, it was brutal. And she's like, oh, okay. She's like, so what do you want to do for dinner? And I'm like, oh, I was thinking about doing this. I'm going to run to the market real quick, grab this. And she's like, are you sure you want to cook? And I'm like, yeah. I yeah. Need, I need to cook. And it helps me unwind. And, you know, then, then my kids are involved. My kids come jump in the kitchen. Dad, can we do this? Aw. So, it, it, you know, it works out. My kids realize. And, and that that's one thing, too, like going back to trying to be balanced. Um, my kids kind of realized what I was into. Yeah and wanted to be involved in what I was into because they wanted attention. Yeah. And it shouldn't have been like that. Yeah. But I mean now it, it's it's a cool thing where it's like, you know, my daughter, she loves to cook. Um we do a lot of family dinners. So it's like Sunday in my mom's pad. She's in the kitchen with grandma, she's baking. She's oh, like, nice. Yeah, so she's doing this, she's doing that. She's cutting up cucumbers to put in the salad. Like she she loves to cook and like I love that she's about that, you know. And then my son, too, when I'm prepping meat, he's like, yeah, where are my gloves at? Let me get my latex gloves. He's like, you know, he's all about it. So it, it works out both ways. But uh, I don't know. What were we talking so, about?
1: Food, man. I'm oh, fucking yeah. hungry, bro. I'm going to cook after this.
2: And I know man, it, it sucks, man. Like, when, when you shot me the, the message about the cast, I was like, oh, I'm super stoked to be part of the cast. But I was hoping I had time because I wanted to bring you food before. Oh. And I was like,
1: oh, just any other time, bro. Just hit me
2: <laughs> Just hit me up. I'm down. All right. I got we you.
1: have uh, what, what I like to quote unquote cook. We have one of those. Um, it's like a George Foreman thing, but it's a longer one. Mm-hmm. So kind of like double side. But I don't think it's George Foreman. I'm not sure. What, but just like one of those hot plate yeah. things. Right. So I like to cook uh, asada on it okay so i'll go to uh Vallarta right there on five points get some of that and then just have ash cook like some beans and mexican rice and then we'll just eat in and, and that's just it's fire dude <laughs> I, I think i'll we'll do that tonight i need to get back to my uh my comfort food there dude. you go i've been in japan for the last week dude and what, just been eating crazy food over there
2: what i mean what's the food like over there
1: um I mean, of course, it's a lot of Japanese style, you know, sushi and, and ramen and curry and things like that. Yeah. So uh, if you're not really into that, it, it will be kind of hard to find a meal out there. Yeah, I better but stay away from it. I love it. And you know what you might like is uh, they have KBBQ so, um, or JBBQ japanese barbecue mm-hmm. it's the same as like the korean barbecue style where they okay. cook it over the grill you know you get the raw meats yeah and then you cook it but just the meat over there is just so good man yeah it's, it's a, delicious a lot more
2: lean and i think everything over there is like grass-fed yeah, yeah
1: it's really you could taste the quality in it so we ate that a couple times it's like 40 bucks all you can eat but you're getting like wagyu beef and it's oh. just so bomb dude uh eating that and then uh ramen do you eat ramen
2: uh yeah, a little yeah. Humor.
1: So they have like really really good ramen over there, and just it seems like we were eating so much over there. But then we're walking like ten miles a day because we didn't have a car. So um, they have public transportation, but it's like trains, you know. So you'll jump on the train and then get to a stop, and you'll probably walk like five miles and not even knowing it, you know. Check out a shop here there, and then when we went to the car show, we were doing a lot of walking, and then uh, we had this place it's called uh, Pepper Rice and they actually have a cute couple locations here they're they're down south in um uh, around Garden Grove kind of area so anyways what it, what it is it's it's like um kind of like a skillet so they'll put rice on it um corn and then they'll put meat on it but okay. the meat is like it's not cooked yet but the skillet's hot so you can mix it around oh, so okay. it heats up and that uh, that's really really good but huh. yeah dude um I'm ready to get back to my comfort foods. We had In-N-Out last night. That's my joint, dude. <laughs> what type What type of stuff do you like to eat? Like when you go out,
2: uh, you know what? Believe it or not, um, I don't know. It, it, it kind of changes for me. I used to be a huge sweet guy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not really into sweets. Really? Um, I don't know why that happened. It just randomly happened. But uh, when I go out to eat, like I like a nice steak. Um. I like a lot of um, my wife has really got me into pasta. I've always liked pasta, yeah, but it was never like oh, I'm craving pasta. And and now I have were days where I'm like, man, I really want like lasagna or yeah, some uh, fettuccine alfredo or something like that. And uh, she, you know, she makes good stuff like that, but she will never make it for me. Yeah, she just hates to cook, I guess. But whatever. So um, I don't know. I, as much as as much barbecuing as I do, I'm still really into barbecue. Yeah, but not my own. Got you not my own
1: so, so what kind of places do you recommend around town
2: um you know like I as as far as barbecue the, a restaurant restaurant that I've been to or not even a restaurant but out in um is that Santa paula best barbecue mm. best yeah best barbecue okay um actually in the county they're pretty good uh-huh for that kind of restaurant um other than that when it comes to barbecue the only only guys I really mess with are the guys that are in the game that I'm in yeah as you know, um, soon as i find out they're having a pop-up from on it
1: really yeah I'm that's like, cool man also you,
2: know, you know like we we say you know support small businesses support those who support you yeah so um uh, not only that but like i said it's it's the kind of food that i'm looking for when you uh are in that game um you know, you hold stuff to a certain standard, so it gets kind of hard to eat out at certain places. Hmm. And um, like, it's funny. Like, my son is huge into ribs. Like, yeah. he just loves ribs. And you know, he's only he's only eight years old, so he can't eat a whole rack of ribs by himself, or a full rack of ribs, or a half rack by himself. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when we go out to eat, he's like, "Dad, will you share ribs with
3: me?" Yeah. And I'm like,
2: you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, like I've got a standard. Let me bring it down. Yeah. We'll order whatever. And my wife always bags on me because she's like, yeah, they're not your ribs, hon. I'm like, like, they're not mine or anybody else's that, you know, I rock with. Yeah. So, was like, you know, but it's for my son. So, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, and I enjoy the meal. And for me, it just comes down to the experience of just being out with with my family. Um, If I had to choose a favorite spot to grub around here, probably Teppin. I love Teppin, dude. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but. You know, I love it and yeah. my kids do too. So Yeah,
1: we just had that before I left to Japan. I yep. love it there, dude. So good, man. Yeah. Uh, only unfortunate thing is like it's just so much graffiti inside of like the restroom and shit. <sighs> dude, I, I always wonder if like it's because they don't want to upgrade it or if they do upgrade it that people are just gonna come fuck it up again.
2: Yeah. I mean it's unfortunate when you know, you own a business and you know, there's expenses that are incurred in your business. You try and maintain things, you try and upkeep things. But like you said, it could be this the the fact that, man, we just replaced those toilets and somebody came in and scribed them all over again. Yeah, dude. And it's like, come on.
1: I think about things totally different now that having a business. Yeah. You know? There's those people doing that shit. It's like, bro, you're you're not like you're not just screwing over just like some corporation. This is like a small ass company. Yeah. And it's literally the people are going to have to pay money Mm -hmm. to fix that just because you want to be a douchebag and tag it up, you know, and that I I love Teppin too. And that's every time I go in there and use the restroom, I just like, dude, that's not right, bro. That's not fucking right. And I don't know, man, uh, that that stuff really bothers me now, even more than it did when I was a kid, you know, we get so many nice places. Uh, I always feel like I go on rants always about, like, Oxnard and stuff. But I feel like, dude, I'm allowed to say it. I'm born and raised in fucking Oxnard, and every time that we have something nice, it it just gets ruined. And it's why would businesses want to even come here? Why would people want to look at us differently? You know, we have the stigma of being from Oxnard. Yeah. We need to change that as a people, you know? So we'll see. I mean, it it just it definitely takes, like, a, a change from from the home that's how yeah, I that's feel. where it starts yeah that's where it starts and a lot of it is unfortunate because i know a lot of these families they don't have time to spend with their kids to to work on those kind of you know morals and things like that i know a lot of that stuff is just kids like acting out yeah I because mean, they're not getting attention in from other home? places from home
2: yeah it's it's tough i mean nowadays you can't be a single income family you can't mom and pops have both got to work yeah. sometimes they've got to have two jobs yeah you know what i mean so what do these kids do they're at home by themselves you know they're learning things from the internet they're learning things from at school from other peer members and it, it's just the trickle effect definitely you know so that's kind of where it ends up anyway.
1: and then you see these kids nowadays like super young ages like Smoking jewels and then smoking weed and stuff. I'm like guys come on man. Yeah, you know I understand what it is. They want to you know act older and things but like I said, you know looking back at the The times that I had in the past Dude, I wish somebody would have sat me down and been like look dude You're only gonna be this this age for this long. Enjoy this. You're gonna be able to do adult things for the rest of your life Yeah There's no need to like start that, uh, start that already because it's a trap, bro. Yeah. Well, once you get old, it's like you can't come back. (laughs) You can't come back, man. All you got is bills, dude, bills and obligations. Yeah.
2: And it's funny, you know, like you you bring up, uh, kids involved with jewels and Mm -hmm. drugs and dab rigs and stuff like that. Um, like once a month or every maybe couple months, I work security at the Moose Lodge in Oxnard. Okay. And, um, it was maybe about two, three weeks ago. working security, and it was a hmm So, obviously, these kids are in the a quinceanera. 15, 16, 17 yeah, yeah, yeah. tops. These kids are in the bathroom doing coke.
1: Shut the fuck up. Dead serious. Oh, my God, Dead dude. And,
2: and, you know, like, I didn't catch them in the restroom, but you notice the telltale signs. You come out of the restroom, your nose is all red, and you're playing with your nose, and you're, you're sniffing, and it's like, I'm looking at these kids, and I'm like, 15, 16, that wasn't even like a figment of my imagination. Never, dude. So then like later on that was that was like the first like thing that kind of blew my mind that night. So then uh later on that night, uh one of the kids dropped part of his rig for like a dab, <laughs> fell out of his pocket, rolled on the floor. I didn't catch it, but another senior guard there, he caught it and he's like, hey, 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 you know, let me see that. So they confiscated it from the kid or whatever. And uh but it was just like, Man, at, at that age, I wasn't concerned about stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was I never even thought about it. Yeah. But this this day and age that we live in now, like it's so uh out there for kids. You know? At sixteen, seventeen I wouldn't even know where to get coke from. Yeah. You know what I mean? So is it from home? You know, A or
1: big brother or, or something like that.
2: Yeah, you know. And that's kinda jacked up. It that's is,
1: man. I feel bad for these because they don't they don't know any better. Nope. And if somebody's not telling them, like, yo, that's not the right thing to do. Yeah. Besides just yelling at them and scolding them, you know, or grounding them or hating them or whatever it would be. Like, I, I try to talk to Christian um respectfully you know I don't, I don't like to just yell at him orders i like to tell him why things are good why things are bad why we need to do this why need, we need to do yeah, that you know? try and reason with them definitely and yeah. and he appreciates that a lot more than when i just yell at him because yeah. he's just confused like what the hell did i do he's still learning yeah and a lot of these kids are still learning man and they're not learning the right so i feel bad dude yeah, i really really feel bad Hopefully there's something that we can do in the future, you know, maybe even with this platform, maybe even have like a sometime where we meet up with the with kids or young kids or something like that, and just talk to them about things that they're going through because yeah. dude, I could just imagine being a kid right now. life's got to be insane, man
2: yeah I've well, got a my niece is sixteen Mhm she's a sophomore in high school right now, and like every day. You know, I'm like, hey, how was school? What's going on in school? Is this cool in school? She's like, she's pretty level-headed. Yeah. Um, You know, she gets good grades, stuff like that. But it's just, if you don't stay on top of them, or if you don't feel like it's important, if they don't feel like they're important, or that what they're doing matters, then that's when they start down that road of, you know, getting involved in things that they shouldn't be involved in. And it was kind of funny, like, um, when I was at Channel Islands, I went to auto shop there. Mm -hmm. That's where, like, my whatever love of cars I had really, really, like, facilitated itself. And um, with the job I have now, uh, the school district is one of our customers. So this is the first time I've been back to Channel Islands, probably since I graduated from Mm -hmm. there, you know. And they totally redid the auto shop there. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, they tore the old building down, built a new building. There's probably... $3 million dollars worth of equipment in this building wow yeah, they've got racks no they, way they've got plasma machines in there they've got um all new wheel mounting tires uh-huh. turning brakes they've got way more stuff than what we had yeah when i was there and um i was kind of joking around and I, I told my niece i'm like hey i'm like i want you to take a shop next year and she's like why would i do that Uncle Jay? and i'm like Cause there's certain things you need to learn. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not always gonna be around, or your cousins aren't always gonna be around. You're on the side of the road, you got a flat tire. What are you gonna do? Uh, duh, call you know Triple <laughs> like? A. I was like, yeah. when well, you have no self service, then what are you gonna do? Yeah. And I'm like, take a half a semester of it. It's not gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, trust me, you'll benefit from it. You know. So um, I was just, oh, dude, I was totally blown away when I seen. The, I was like, man, you know, I didn't have none of this when I was here. I can only imagine if we could do. Some of the stuff that you guys could do now, you know. Yeah. But
1: and most of these kids aren't even concerned with cars. Nope. They're not even concerned with driving. Nope. There's a lot of people that, that are younger that they don't even have their license, dude. Yeah. Just because if they need to go anywhere, they'll get a ride from someone or Uber or whatever, you know?
2: I couldn't wait to get my license. Yeah, me neither. dude. It was like <laughs> I freedom. Wait. Yeah. Exactly, man. And it's funny, she's she uh she asked me the other day. I took her driving maybe like six months ago. Mm-hmm. We went one day and then like, she was like, no, I just can't do it. I'm like, okay. And then I think it was this past Sunday. She, she was like, so um, when are we going driving again? I'm like, You want to go Monday? She's like, yeah, let's go Monday. I'm like, okay, we'll go Monday. And I don't know, something came up. We didn't end up going. But yeah. now she's kind of feeling the the urge to go again, which I think is cool, you know. And she has all these fantasies about what she wants as a car. And, yeah. and I'm like, no. I'm like, my little Honda Civic out there, that's what, you're <laughs> that's what you're getting. But my mom already has a car for me. And I'm like, no, I'm going to take your mom's car for me. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to take this till you prove, you know, that you're capable of, of driving. Yeah, and she's like, oh, that's not fair. <laughs> I'm like, it is what it is. Yeah. I was like, you know, you're not going to tear up a perfectly good car when you can tear up that one. Yeah.
1: You know yeah it gets me scared man that christian driving dude because i just remember when i first started driving i was fucking wild dude <laughs> going out to the races yeah it was at lunchtime we would go out yeah? racing to edison yep
2: it's crazy and man good
1: thing that nothing ever happened man i remember just like speeding down saviors oh, yeah. hitting all the lights just going with the chevelle too yeah like this car's not stopping no, if not- somebody pulls up in front of us I'm not stopping, but yeah. that just never even clicked in my mind.
2: Yeah, at that age, you're not thinking about
1: that. I'm just having fun.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's all that matters. Having fun and showing off to your friends. Yeah. That, that's all it really So matters.
1: what's your dream car?
2: Uh, you know what? At one point in time, and, and I don't know, it's kind of cliche. I had an SRT4 uh-huh. at one point in time. And that's actually when me and Ronnie got really, really close. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always known Ronnie. We've always been cool. I'm actually the reason Ronnie got an SRT4. Oh, really? Because uh, when I was... I was already out of school and I was working that electrician job, so I bought that car. Yeah, I traded in. I was gonna trade in the '68 Uh because I was like, "Ah, I'm gonna get a new car. I don't, I don't. I don't need this, yet. And my dad's like, no. (laughs) He's like, what do they? What you know? What do you need to get a down payment? And I'm like, well, I don't have to, but they asked. Yeah. And he's like, no, keep the truck. And I was like, okay. So I still went back to Dodge, got the car, Mm -hmm. and um, it's kind of funny when I was gonna buy that car, I wasn't sold. On that car at all really i wanted an evo oh because i wanted the all-wheel drive yeah and uh the guy that took me for a test drive i'm like you know i'm driving it. i'm like yeah you know what it's pretty fast once it hooks up and i said you know but you know i'm traction issues are a concern for me he's mm-hmm. like well, what do you plan on doing and i'm like i'm really gonna build this car and i'm gonna street race it like straight up yeah and he's like i don't know man and he's like you know it's got front independent suspension you know it hooks up pretty well and i was like I'm like, I don't know that though. You're, yeah. You're telling me this, but I don't know that. And he's like, well, then do what you got to do. And I'm like, what do you mean do what I got to do? Yeah. Do what you got to do to prove your point. Yeah. And I was like, so you're telling me I can launch this car right now. And he's like, do what you got to do. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I rev it up to like five grand and just dump it. No shit. Yeah, man. And dude, it tears off. And it, it wasn't bad. The traction wasn't bad. So I'm like, okay. So I line it up again. Dump it again. Yeah. Boom. And, uh. He's like, all right, you know, cool. We got, I got it up to like maybe 110, 120. And this is over there in the dealership area. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Dodge. And uh, he's like, all right, man, you know, chill out, man. I probably got a boss around here somewhere yeah. or something like that. So um, we get back, and uh, I'm like, okay, you sold me. on it. I'll take it. So did the sat down, did the paperwork, and it was funny. They were writing me up for the car that I test drove. I'm like, no, I don't want that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want that one. <laughs> He's like dick. I was like, yeah. Let me let me get the white one over there. I'll take the I don't ivory. want the shirt that I just
1: tried on. Go give me a new one. I don't know who wore that shirt.
2: Yeah. So, uh so, yeah, dude. I, I got that SRT, and, and that was my baby, dude. I loved that car. Yeah, loved it. But, uh, dude, I had to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I got. Five or six points in less than a year. No
1: fucking way. Yeah, that car Dude. was that car was my kryptonite. Oh my
2: god, Big time. And I was, you talk about being young and dumb on the freeway, 120 hitting shoulders, passing cars. Yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. So, uh, uh, yeah, I ended up getting rid of it like eight months later. Fuck, like eight months later. So. Um, if I could buy any other car and I don't know I don't know maybe I'm kind of thinking like family oriented because it's a four door yeah but I had a lot of fun in that car and if I could get another one I would get another one in
1: a heartbeat really and another one yeah what so, about your like most out of this world fantasy, dream car fantasy wise yeah fantasy wise
2: uh, um man see like I don't I don't really I don't really dream that far ahead gotcha what i would get though that would be pretty sick is out in uh texas i heard that they do duramax diesel suburbans
1: okay everybody we're gonna take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute (gasps) now son there you you listening right now i need to tell you something your life is in shambles one of the reason is is the way you present yourself son that t shirt you got on right now with the stains and the bacon neck, that is not going to bring the honeys home. You look terrible. I'm not talking about your disfigurement. That's something only the good Lord could help you with. But what I can help you with is going to downstarring.com. Go to that web page on the World Wide Web and just search DTWD. Yeah, search that and you could get some of the official downtown with downstop merch. Maybe move out the basement so me and your mama could do the dick ball dance like we used to do 27 years ago when you wasn't around. Now I'ma go upstairs and give me a pie pie. You can get back to your little podcast. Like what? What your body style?
2: Um, the last time I was talking to this guy about it, it was like the, I want to say maybe 07 years. Mm, in, really? In, in that year. And, um, that's what, you know, me and the family driving now is a suburban. Yeah. And, um, dude, I would love to have a decent suburban. <laughs> like, I would just absolutely love it. Yeah. So, but when I talked to the guy about it, he's like, yeah, they're like 110 grand. And I was like, that's not a bad way to spend 110
1: grand. Yeah. Hell yeah. I could think of worse ways for oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for about that price, to have the um, the Hellcat Red Eye, I've been looking at. You like those cars? It's nice, fucking sick, dude. Nice. Only thing is, is they they don't look that different than like the the V6 or whatever. You yeah, know, it's kind of hard to distinguish. Yeah, and you yeah. can't tell unless it has the badge or or what have you. You know, there's very s- small changes. Yeah. Which, if you're gonna pay a hundred grand for like the most prestigious Model that they have, dude. It should look significantly, significantly different. Yeah, yeah. No, like some kind of body kit or lip kit or or something. You know,
2: yeah, and that was like um, what SUV is like that? Oh, the uh, the Jeep the SRT the Trackhawk. That did you have the SRT eight and yeah have the Trackhawk? Uh-huh. I didn't even know there was a Trackhawk for a while. Yeah, and then you know, I, an article came up and I read. It and I was like, oh wow, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, I feel
1: like they spend most on the power. Plant of it and yeah. they don't spend that much on like making it look different because for me the say the m4 versus like a regular 4 series is night and day different yeah like if you're a, a fan of that car you can tell one looks completely different than the other
2: but to you know? the average joe blow
1: yeah especially for like the uh the the charger and challenger those I mean if you're a regular person you can't really tell especially if like the the base model has an exhaust you're going to think oh that's that's the fast one yeah. or whatever but it doesn't there's not much to separate it so that's kind of what holds me back from getting something like that yeah. but that definitely takes me back to my muscle car days there too
2: it's funny like i think um like the last memory i can think of us being at the runs i want to say we were leaving maybe best buy Uh uh-huh and you broke down on the freeway
1: yeah well the chevelle yeah yeah because um i was going to race that uh that yellow camaro yeah The like raced out one mikey yeah mikey's dad his dad his his dad's camaro and i knew that car was gonna beat me but i was just like fuck it let's just go race we're not doing shit anyways gotta do something yeah so um what happened is I had recently put the blower on the mm-hmm. Chevelle. Yeah, I remember that. It was probably I probably had it on for six months or something like that. But what I didn't realize is that the stock crank was a weak point because it wasn't built to be getting yanked on.
2: Yeah, from the from, from the polar, blower. Yeah from, the
1: yeah, from from the pulley. So it was just for the regular harmonic balancer, you know. So I I didn't realize that we should have changed out the crank as well. So it was probably you know a good sign maybe something was going to happen when something we were worked. racing if yeah. that shit happened while we were racing that could have been uh, um a bad story you yeah. know so that was it we were headed over there and uh i'm just driving the chevelle i'm just thinking like oh shit i'm about to race right now getting ready <laughs> oh and I'm like, oh, what the fuck happened dude <laughs> And we we'll pull over to the side and pop the hood and there's just a big oil i'm like dude what happened yeah i'm like why did the the belt flew off for the blower. What the fuck? And I look, and the fu- the whole snout is just broken
2: off right there. It was it was funny. We were not that far behind <laughs> you on the freeway because we seen like this big cloud of smoke, and then yeah. there was the freeway oil down, and <laughs> it was like, what the heck just happened? You know? And they were like, all right, well, we just kept going. You yeah. know, got to uh, Del Taco, parked, and and they're like, where's Frank? And we're like, I don't know, dude. He pulled over on the side of the road. We're like, I don't know, he, just, he messed up something because yeah. there was oil everywhere. Yeah oh (laughs) that's like my last i want to say my last memory of, of you and the chevelle out at the races dude
1: the car was down for so long after that oh that sucks yeah and it's i from that till now is literally like when i feel comfortable with it now and it's that was like fucking dude probably like eight seven years ago when that ended up happening and then you know, fix it and then something else happens and pull the motor then build it, and then do this and then something else happens and i'm just like so over that car dude and even now we did the, um like the fi tech the it's like a carburetor but it's fuel injected, fuel injected yeah yeah because i didn't want to change out the the blower i like that blower yeah. and if i did want to do fuel injected i would have to get a different manifold mm-hmm. and, and, a, and a, a different style blower on yeah. it so i wanted to keep that so i did that um what did I do? Uh, electric water pump, um, small alternator. All um, the goodies. Yeah. Um, a rack and pinion setup. There you go. And um, the car was cool. And then something just happened. Like the last time I drove it, it was just uh, the idle just was off. It was just like surging. And I was trying to see maybe there's a vacuum leak or something. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck this, dude. I don't <laughs> even want to deal with this shit. So I just parked the Chevelle and I haven't driven it
2: <laughs> since. Hey, well, you know, this, <laughs> with horsepower comes problems. with, por- yeah, with performance comes problems. So. Yeah,
1: definitely, man. Except with that car, the M four, <sighs> knock on wood, no problems, dude. That, that's factory though. Yeah, it's fun. I, I bet f- it is. It is, man. These these new cars, they're making power like crazy, man. Yeah. And it's like, it's not something that the Chevelle or even like a new Honda could really compete with, because yeah, you got you can make the power with a Honda easily. But can you? Get but- it to the ground. That and dude, you don't have the luxury. That yeah. fucking car, oh my god, dude, it has everything that I could be drinking tea or, <laughs> while I'm street racing it, and it's perfect, dude. 140 miles an hour and it's just solid. You know, it's just all rolling. quiet inside. Exactly, 140
2: dude. in a Honda. <laughs> I feel like the windows are gonna suck out on you. Or something. So I think
1: you have to have both if you can it's best to have both you know you have your nice luxury car your daily car and then you have just your your street honda but it's i would love for a honda to have all the comforts that like the the m4 does but Mm -hmm. it's it's just not possible dude it's just so much technology in that car yeah so i'm i'm thinking about getting something new pretty soon i'm just i'm not sure what just seeing all of these different options come up and i'm hoping just something i don't know you just said get 2020 lambo i know uh, dude I <laughs> i'm still debating it man i would love to um we're getting a house pretty soon oh, there you go. so i have to get the house priorities. and then as soon as that's taken care of that's why i'm gonna get the house soon <laughs> i'm gonna get the house soon so like, all right cool now i can get my car priorities so, man, um priorities. so hopefully everybody listening go to downstarinc.com ball out so <laughs> So I could get a new car. <laughs> but yeah, that would be sick, man. I would love it, dude. That was my dream as a child. There you, go. you know, but I just know it's not gonna have the same feeling as I thought it would when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna get that car, it's gonna be dope, but it's still a material object. Yeah. It's that and that's it's kinda crazy, like that's how I feel about it now. And back in the day I felt totally different about it. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna have this car and it's gonna change my life and this, but all of that stuff, it just gets you people. Wanting to be your friend or wanting to be around you for the wrong reasons. Yeah, you know. Yep. And I've I've had some of so much of that happen already. Yeah. Where it's just like you know my my eyesight is so dialed in that anybody around me I kind of already see their intentions. You've got a wall. Definitely, dude. And you have to, man. And even networking in this community, it's it's really hard because everybody else has their walls up. Yeah. You know and yeah. it's uh, but it's dope though dude I-, I wouldn't change it for the world you know I'd rather be working here than just w- doing something else and working back at Best Buy again
2: I feel you I mean there are, there are times where I really do think like man I would love to do this full time yeah be my own boss wake up on my own time but like I said it's just I have that fear, man, that it will kill my passion. It will.
1: It, I have to do things to keep my passion going. Yeah, I have to watch it, and I have to make sure like, that the things that we do are the right moves, not only for the business, but for my passion yeah. as well. Now, there's so many other things that we could be doing, but I just I don't want to get burnt out yeah. on it. And I don't want to take time away from my family. You know, I've spent most of my 20s hustling and running around and going to these trips and doing this and doing that. And in my 30s now, mid 30s, that's not something I want to do.
2: And when you think about that, it's normally the first thing to go. Mm -hmm. It's the easiest thing to push to the side because in your mind, well, this is business related. Mm -hmm. I got to take care of this. But at the same time.
1: Until you come home and your kids don't fuck with you. (laughs)
2: Like, hey what's up son he's like
1: what's up frank (laughs) what what do you mean what's wrong what i do money's not everything dude it's true and and it's really hard for people to understand that especially if they're in the middle of the grind you know but even nowadays dude like money doesn't motivate me it's not the only thing that money does is just allow me to do things Mm -hmm. you know so as long as i have enough money to be able to make new projects, you know, or go on trips or do whatever. I'm good with that. Yeah. But if you were to tell me right now, yo, uh, by the end of the year, you can make X amount of money, but you need to do this. this I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good on it because this isn't a race. It's a marathon. Yeah. You know? So that's why I understand what you mean about that. It's it's dope that you have that where it's like the side hustle, is something that you still enjoy because you're putting your heart into it yeah. you know and it's still fun to you
2: and it's it's definitely when it comes to the barbecue game like that it cannot just be money motivated i mean you can but your product starts to suffer yeah you know what i mean and <clears throat> in the game that i'm in when you don't own a restaurant when you're mobile or when you're like, I call it barbecue trapping because I'm literally trapping out of my house. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So when you're involved in a platform like that, reputation is everything, you know, and yeah, you're going to get negative feedback. Yeah. You are, it's going to happen because what your flavor profile is, what you like, somebody may not like, but as long as you are open Mm -hmm. to that customer feedback, it shouldn't really be an issue. Yeah. Um, you know, I know there's certain guys out there that are like, Well, this is how I do it and I'm not changing a thing. Mm. Which is cool. Yeah. If, you know, ninety percent of your customers are rocking with it, then rock on. But if you've got a consistent group of people telling you, hey, you know what, dude, like your stuff is salty. Oh, really? You know, like, hey, listen. Yeah. Take take that feedback and and work with it. You know what I mean? So that that's a huge, huge, huge thing and, and like, um, most of my customers and all that stuff is all based from Instagram. Um, that's really the only platform that I market on or anything like that. Uh, that's how my business grew, literally on Instagram. Hey, every other week, I'm posting here, posting there. Yeah. Or, you know what, we're going to have this, menu change to this. And that's where all of my business comes from, um, for the most part. Then it, it kind of spread to word of mouth. Yeah. It went from word of mouth to, oh, you know what, I would get a random phone call. And I'd be like, uh, "Who's this? I don't know this. Let me answer it. Answer it. Hey, you know, this is so and so. You catered my cousin's sisters' baby mamas. And yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Whoa, that's way out there. But hey, you know what? Whatever, it works. Um, so you know, in that aspect, it went really well. Yeah, you know, as far as like, I've always, and you know, this comes, I get this from my wife. Like, my wife and I both take a lot of pride in what we do. Um, we both want to put out a really good product. Because mm-hmm. if we don't put out a really good product, then people stop rocking with you. You know what I mean? Like. They can go anywhere else. Yeah. You know, I, and I've had customers tell me, um, yeah, you know, you're, I could have went to Wood Ranch. Yeah. But I prefer your food. Yeah. And, you know, and I'll, I'll ask them, well, was I competitively priced with Wood Ranch or was I cheaper? And they like, no, you were kind of like right there. And they're like, but I just get a sense of comfort from your food. Yeah. And that's the goal that, we, yeah, that we have. You know, there's, there's no better feeling um, for me than to be catering a gig and watch somebody eat. And like the reaction that they have. That's the best feeling in the world to me. Yeah, I just lined my pocket. But the best feeling for me is seeing that look on their face or when I do get that feedback. Like, hey, man, it was amazing. Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, where did you learn to do this? That's the best part for me.
1: Yeah. I don't think people really realize that there is a different level to the intimacy of food. You know, You're, you're literally keeping somebody alive. You know, and you can say like, oh, that's dumb, but uh, that's what it is. You know, this is fuel for somebody to, to keep on throughout their day, you know, yeah. and if they you want to give like the best presentation, the best product that you can. And that's that's got to be really fulfilling. dude. Yeah, it's it's
2: it's a great feeling, man. And, and I know there's guys out there that, like I said, are in the industry. They know what that feeling is, you know, like it's it's an amazing feeling, you know,
1: it really is good for you dude so what about like sides and stuff do you do you focus a lot of attention on those or is it just something to to complement the the meat aspect of it
2: um my my kind of thinking on that is if if i got a bomb steak i better have a bomb side to go with it you know mm-hmm. what i mean um the sides that's my wife's department got you um the only let's see sidewise what sides do I make? The only sides I I, I make personally are our Q beans, okay. which, which is like a, a smoked t- uh, type of bean. And um, so I do that. Um, and other than that, I will help her in making whatever sides she makes. Um, you know, we do potato salad. We do mac and cheese. She sat down with my mom and got my mom's recipe for mac and cheese. And, you know, I loved my mom's mac and cheese. My wife made it and then made a few changes to it. And I, my mom's gonna kill me for saying this, <laughs> but it is what it is. So like, <laughs> you know, she's, she's got the number one spot now. Yeah. And it's funny, like, my mom says it. Like, yeah. my, I'll tell my mom, hey, mom, make some mac and cheese. She'll be like, no, you know, tell Mitt to make it. And I'll be <laughs> like, well, she don't wanna make it, but hers comes out better than mine does. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Uh-huh. Just because I want mac and cheese, <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. But um but yeah no my wife I mean she's she's killing the, the side game and she's really Sick. good at presentation she's really good at you know I'm kind of because I'm the meat guy, things are kind of sloppy for me, too. Yeah. So I run through the kitchen, and I'm tearing the kitchen up. And my wife is like, okay, I'm making a side dish here. Boom, boom, boom. Let me wash this pot while I'm doing that. And I'm like in there like a tornado <laughs> I run through there. That's how I cook. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then like, next thing I know, she, you know, she's looking out the door at me, and I'm like, what? And she's like, there's like 15 dishes in the sink. <laughs> what did you just do? And I was like, oh, well, I was doing this, 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 and this. And she's like, what did we talk about? Yeah. Do something, clean it. Yeah. and I'm like okay so she really got really got me into working like that and I cook like that now when I make dinner yeah like because I hate doing dishes yeah so now I'm like okay I made this this and this let me wash this cutting board real quick put it away then I will have to do it later but um, but yeah back to the sides yeah she she's killer in the side game she's taking recipes from my mom um, recipes from her grandma yeah and um, you know that's where it's all derived from and she's just kind of altered them in, in, in the way that she feels would be great or, and, and it's worked out. I mean, we didn't invent the barbecue game. We didn't invent the side game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This stuff was already there, but I can change it. Yeah. You know, I can put my twist on it. And that's kind of the style of barbecue that we do. Like, um, I don't necessarily cook Texas style barbecue or Memphis style. Um, I, you know, I, I call it Cali barbecue cause I put my Cali twist on it. Like, yeah. You know, I know what we like to eat down here and, um, a lot of people love Santa Maria style tri-tip. A lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, let me find that cross, that in-between. And that's what I did, and that's that's where I've been running with. And I've never had an issue, never had a complaint, and, you know, everyone loves it. So
1: You know what's crazy, dude, is uh, sometimes when I travel, we'll go to a barbecue place. And they have these places where, uh, I don't know if this is, like, a, a general thing. It's like you, you get your tray, and then you just choose what meat, and it's, you know, clump of meat here, 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 and then the side or whatever. Yeah. Um, really, really good. Uh, there's this place that we go to in Florida. I don't even know what it's called, but it's fucking fire, <laughs> but they don't know what tri-tip is.
2: Yeah. So you won't out past, uh, let's see past probably Vegas. Mm-hmm. Nobody messes with tri-tip. I never knew that. Nope. They want nothing to do with it. So out there you've got, uh, brisket. Yeah. Brisket's huge. Which is their beef. You've got, uh, spare ribs. Um, they don't even really mess with baby back ribs mm-hmm. outside of Cali. Um, then you got pulled pork which is a pork butt or a whole hog or beef ribs stuff like that out here out past cali um my brother you know who's born and raised here in california he lives in texas now mm-hmm. and he's like he just hates me he's like the struggle is real dude like it's so hard for me to get tri-tip out here and when he does find it in a market in yeah. texas he like buys it out because he knows it's not going to be back around for a while
1: dude i thought it was called something different so they just don't even fuck with that meat they don't even
2: what
1: up. No way yeah,
2: Like that I mean It's kind of like Like a, like a good for instance Like a Mexican meat market here Are you gonna walk in there And find tri-tip hmm. Probably not mm-hmm. You know what I mean yeah. Some some of them will Yeah Some of them will carry it But for the most part Most of them won't Because there's no market For them for it hmm. If you You know Really think about it In Hispanic culture What do you What tri-tip have you ever Yeah, really yeah, had? yeah. If you stop and think
1: about it It's just a bunch of like Balls and asshole And <laughs> I didn't interior part, say that I'm Mexican. I'll say it. we eat fucking the earlobes and everything, dude. What the hell? It's good though, <laughs> it's good. Though.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> it's good. my brother has an expression for that. He says, uh, from the rooter to the tutor, right? yeah, everything, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So out there in Texas, if nobody's cooking it, why are they gonna stock it? Yeah, you know what I mean, so um, it's a trip. Yeah, out there, they're like, try tip, what is that?
1: I yeah, literally the worker. I asked him like, "What's that?" I was like, "Uh, let me just get the brisket thing," because I thought they called it something different. But that's so surprising to me that they just don't cook it.
2: They just it's it's even so bad. Like my brothers even asked me like, "Hey, like, what would it cost to ship me like three or four bags of tri-tip?" And I'm like, I don't know what it would cost. I'm like, if you want it that bad, like you know, we'll get it sent. And, you know, like, every time he gets kind of, like, fiending for it, it gets to the point where he's like, oh, I came across him. I'm good. (laughs) So, you know, he's good. But, yeah, outside of Cali, you know, they don't really mess with it. That's crazy. But that's like here, too, though. No one really does brisket. Yeah. You know, Um, only the guys that are in the barbecue game that I know of do it. Um, You get, like, Wendy's or, like, Arby's who claim that they smoke brisket but it's out of a package like, yeah it was smoked somewhere from some corporation and they bring it here they warm it up in the oven and you know they serve it yeah like i'll, I'll even go as far and i mean not bashing wood ranch or anything like that but i don't even think they smoke their brisket here because there's just certain equipment you have to have to yeah. do it, and if you don't have it how are you supposed to do it
1: yeah you know my pops makes a bomb ass tri-tip and what he does is he'll um he'll put those those little chilies, like the yellow chilies. Mm-hmm. So he like stabs the tri tip, stuffs those into it, and um, and um, garlic cloves yeah. as well. So then after he, when he starts cutting, it, like it's like a um, they have the little pieces inside of it, dude. So yeah. bomb, sounds okay, yeah, kills it. It's yeah. really really good. I'm hungry, <laughs> Gu- guys. If you're hungry right now, go to this video on the uh, Instagram <laughs> downtime with Downsar, and leave us a leave us a comment. I'm starving, bro. But so before we get out of here, if somebody wants to contact you, what are the steps that they would do? And, and how does
2: all of that work? Um, like I said, the only platform we really use is, is just Instagram. OK. Um, you know, I'm not a social media freak or anything like that. I do post a lot on mm-hmm. Instagram because it's my main platform. So you can find me on the ground. It, that's the easiest place to find me. And so
1: find you on there. Shoot you a DM.
2: You can shoot me a DM. My email's on there. My phone number's on there. Um, so you can get in touch with me by email, DM, text, mm-hmm. phone call, whatever the case may be. And
1: what's, like, the ideal situation <clears throat> where you would want to do something?
2: Uh, text or phone call. Text or no, phone call.
1: as far as, like, like an event. Like, do you like to do more of, um, you know, I'm having an event, say, a, a car show, or I need you to cater uh, a wedding, or what, what would it be?
2: What- well, we do... <clears throat> This past year, we haven't done a whole, whole lot of catering because mm-hmm. of the whole work scenario. But in the past two or three years before um, the catering game, we were like, you know, not blowing smoke, but we were killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, like some of my other barbecue buddies were like, dude, like how do you cater so much? Like where are you getting all these clients from? And I'm like, like bro, they just hit me up on the gram. And I'm like, and nine times out of ten, it's, hey, you cooked at my cousin's party. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we want to have you. So... um, We've done weddings for 300 plus. We've done. Really? Yeah. We've we've done big events. Uh, we've done funerals for 250 plus. We've done. So, I mean, that was part of this past year. We just invested in some real large commercial equipment. Cool. Um, so we've got that on now. Uh, we've done a couple of fundraisers. Um, my boy, Brian, the Q man, his wife was suffering from breast cancer. Oh, wow. And uh, we did a really huge fundraiser. To just help him try and cover the cost to get her buried and all that, so um, that was like the first real after I got my commercial equipment, like my first real like, all right, yeah, let's load this baby up and let's run it. Yeah, and um, it was for a really good cause, you know, and you know I was feeling for the guy, and he's like, definitely man, it's tough, you know, but yeah, we do everything, man, and there's no party that's too small. Mm -hmm. Okay, if there's twenty five of you, twenty of you, there's ten of you um i try and make something work there's been instances where it's like hey you know um i'm having like you know 15 friends over we really want some barbecue i'm like okay so the way for me to facilitate that is okay i'm gonna cook for you right Mm -hmm. but that same day let me make plates Mm -hmm. that way it's worth my time it's worth me because now that i have this commercial equipment it's not like just you know a little bag of charcoal two or three sticks of wood it's I'm talking about I've got to go fill up half the back of my pickup truck with wood mm. and these machines burn through it because we cook on nothing but wood fire. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how we kind of facilitate that. If it's just a small party all right, that day, let me make plates and I'll sling plates to everyone else. And you got what you want. I got what I want. It was worth my while. It was worth my time. Everyone's happy. Yeah. So it works out that way.
1: So what kind of stuff do you uh do you like to cook when you when you make these plates?
2: Oh, uh, we do plates, so we normally do uh ribs or tri-tip. Uh we do chicken, we do hot links, we do uh pulled pork sandwiches, we do brisket, do brisket by the slice or in a brisket sandwich, chopped up. Um something I'm recently got into, uh pork belly. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's super bad for you, but it's <laughs> so good. Um, And then we run the side. So, side dishes, we've got mac and cheese. We've got potato salad. We've got macaroni salad, pasta salad. Um, You know, what else do we do? Uh, We do the beans, fresh green salad. Those are more like the stuff when you're doing a catering event. But when I normally do plates for sale, it's normally like beans and mac and cheese Mm -hmm. or potato salad, mac and cheese or macaroni salad and beans. Like, we always try and keep the beans in there as a staple because it's just one less thing for my wife to have to worry about. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's hard when you start making two or three different sides. Mm-hmm. So we keep the menu pretty simple. It's always a choice of two meats. Um, and then, you know, the two sides kind of tell you what the sides are. I wouldn't give you the option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and then everything either comes on a sandwich or with garlic bread or a garlic roll. Um, you know, fresh sauce. I make my sauce from scratch so nice yeah you won't find another sauce that tastes like mine i mean you might find something that you like yeah but you won't find my sauce anywhere yeah unless i sold it to somebody which i do do from time to time
1: dude maybe that could be something you know just private or just sell your the sauce you know know, make some logos and and stickers and stuff
2: i've thought about it um I don't know, man.
1: What's the shelf life or something like that?
2: Oh, it's it's got a long shelf life on it. Like, it doesn't even have to be refrigerated because uh, it's vinegar-based. Mm-hmm. So vinegar is a natural preservative. Mm-hmm. So um, the shelf life is not even an issue because I will make batches of sauce, and, you know, I keep it for months at a time. Huh. You know, um, I never really get to stick around. For myself, I can keep it for months at a time. But other batches that I make, I normally run through a batch when I do a session, a cooking session. So, um but yeah, like I've, I've done that before. I've had buddies hit me up. As a matter of fact, um, little Ruben hits me up all the time. <laughs> really? And he's like, hey bro, I need sauce. And I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like you know what? I'm like, there's you know, two jars in my refrigerator in the back. Here's the combo to the lock. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, you're not home? I'm like, no, I'm not home. And it's funny because his his brother-in-law lives next door to me. Yeah. So like, they barbecue and they come next door, to get sauce, and they go back there. No shit. Yeah, so he's pretty cool, you know. And and your homies always support you. Yeah. They always do. Even hopefully. If, yeah. They always, and I, I can honestly say that. That's um, good, man. I got a good group of friends, Um, like Danny from Detail MD. Him and his brother are like two of my hugest like uh barbecue customers.
1: Dude, they're two of my hugest supporters as well, man. I appreciate those guys yeah. for sure. After. Uh, every episode they'll, they'll shoot me a message and tell me about like their thoughts about it or whatever yeah. i love that man yeah
2: there's uh, some cool cats man I love yeah hell
1: cats. yeah i've known them from since high school as well
2: yeah that's what he was telling me that's what he was
1: forever telling me. dude yeah
2: i actually work with mike oh okay yeah he's our got fi- you he's our fire and alarm tech yeah so he does all our electrical work and our electrical panels and stuff like that so yeah i see him like yeah, three or four days a week. Four or five days a Sick,
1: week dude! Shout so. out to him, man. Shout out to them, dude. They're they're really good guys. Yeah. Um. So when is the next time that you're
2: gonna do plates? You know what? Um, I was trying to, like I said, I was trying to get you food before <laughs> I came on the pod, but I was gonna try and do something this weekend. Okay. But it's just not gonna work out. So it sucks with my school schedule because every yeah. other Saturday that I'm in school, but I've got customers that have been hitting me up hitting me up and i'm like i'm gonna do something soon i'm gonna do something soon and i i think you know like um i think me and my wife did it one time before where we offered like everything Mm -hmm. like we offered tri-tip we offered ribs we offered brisket we offered like all of our meat choices we offered on one day and it worked out pretty well yeah it was a lot of work for Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. but um i'm thinking about doing something like that. Maybe not all five or six meats, maybe like three or four, but because of the fact that I can't cook, because I went from cooking almost every other weekend, Mm -hmm. you could do, I was doing plate orders every other weekend. So I went from doing that to, I probably haven't done a plate order in three months. Mm. So... Um, it's kind of funny. Like, we're kind of missing that income now. Like, hey, man, you used to have money for this, money for that. Where, where's yeah. that money go? And she'll be like, you haven't cooked. And I'll be like, oh,
1: you're right. You got to start trapping, bro. You got to start barbecue trapping, dude.
2: So, um, I don't know. I got to set up something really soon, though, because like I said, I've got uh, a really good customer base, and they've stuck with me through good, through bad, and, you know, um, slow months, good months. And there's, like, some months where it's, like, and, and I'll be honest, bro, I've I've done plate sales and it's like i've had to cancel it because i didn't have enough orders mm. but that's part of the game where like you learn hey this weekend is not a good weekend like yeah a weekend after um surprisingly like you would think like maybe super bowl yeah. is a great time to um sell plates no really everybody just barbecued that yeah weekend before. yeah yeah but what you can do is offer super bowl party packs mm. and that's what we started doing one year like, you know, we would give you a whole rack of ribs, a whole tri-tip, and, like, six or eight chicken legs or leg quarters for 60 bucks. Take it to the, party. Take it to the party you're going to. You know what I mean? Like, no, you're the hero. Yeah, <laughs> you roll in. Yeah, you roll in, and it's like, man, I brought a barbecue. Oh, man, you cooked that? Hey, that's up to you if you want to say that or not. <laughs> yeah. But whatever, you know, like you said, you walk in, and you kind of look like the hero. Cause, you're the man. Dude. Yeah. You hold the rack of ribs
1: in the air. You're like, <laughs> hell, yeah.
2: So, um, you know, that's where you got to kind of pay attention to the game and see what the game offers you. And, and sometimes it doesn't offer you anything and you have to create that opportunity. Yeah. You know, and so we did that one year because I, I, I legit thought one year I was like, yeah, I'm going to do plates on Super Bowl. And it was like, oh, this almost wasn't even worth it. Yeah. So the next year we were like, well, what if we just do party backs, you know? Um, I think one year we did like, um, you got like 15 chicken wings. Mm-hmm. You could get f- fried, smoked, whatever. Um, so we did that one year. And it was like that for 30 bucks. Yeah. Just something quick and easy on Super Bowl. Because I'm trying to watch Super Bowl too, just like everybody else. But um, we do kind of holiday related stuff too. We just did uh, smoked hams this year. We did smoked turkeys. Um, that was something I kind of dabbled in this year. And it worked out pretty well. And I'll probably do it again next year for Thanksgiving. Um, it wasn't around for Christmas. Christmas. Uh, me and the family, my my wife. It's funny, man. She's been in California all her life. She's never been past Bakersfield. Oh no way! No, never what? been on a plane. Never passed Bakersfield. Like I said, she's her family's a pretty good sized family, but really tight. Mm-hmm. So um, this past uh, December and Christmas, uh, Christmas weekend, um, we went up to Sacramento and Frisco. Mm-hmm. Took her and the kids up there, and you know just. They were, like, ecstatic, bro, to get out of the county. And, I mean, we do stuff. I'm not making it seem like we don't go out and do things, but yeah. uh, we take a trip to Long Beach every year. Uh, we stay in a hotel for, like, three or four days and hang out around there. Um, we go to Disneyland quite a bit. Um but Yeah, this trip to Sacramento was was really fulfilling, like, for myself to be able to do that for her and my kids. And they had a good time, man. You know, we went to Pier 39. They mm-hmm. walked to the Pier um uh, taking pictures everywhere and stuff like that and then uh we got an airbnb with the rest of my family and we were just and we had a really good time so sometimes just the little things like that are, yeah. are what you come to appreciate and it, it was cool to see her in the element yeah you know seeing things that she's never seen before so it was really cool
1: there's definitely a lot of value into traveling man uh, um ever since i've been traveling for the business to see different parts of the country seeing different cultures uh, how how different things really are from California versus, you know, any other place? Yeah, and it and some things make you Appreciate home a lot and some things makes you think like damn. I wish Home was a little more like that. So it gets you thinking on on a bigger scale.
2: Yeah, a different perspective Definitely of, of how things are and that's that's next on the list. I think um, She wants to we want to go to New York. Yeah, take the kids to New York and then she wants to go to Arkansas, where my mom is from. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I mean, I loved it there. I'm out in the wilderness. I'm out hunting with my uncles. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm out being a kid. And, like, I'm trying to get her to, like, kind of see, like, I don't think you're really going to dig it there because there's, <laughs> there's nothing out there. Yeah. I mean, like, when they say the sticks, you're in the sticks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's there's not much to do, and where my mom is from, I mean like the population in that town might be like maybe fifteen thousand people, maybe yeah. It's a pretty small city. Like everyone kicks it at Walmart on the weekend. (laughs) Yeah, twenty four hour Walmart. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, hey, you want to go, you want to go. But I mean, it's not it's it'll work. Yeah. My brother's like four or five hours away in Texas, so we go hang out in Arkansas for a couple days. She can meet some family that she's never met. My you know my kids can meet uh, some of their cousins that they've never met, and then you know we'll go back to texas probably and hang out at my brother's house
1: yeah definitely times like that too spending it with um people who live with maybe less or like a a more quiet life it definitely makes you appreciate home also and uh i have a lot of friends in atlanta and they live in in the woods as well And what they do, they'll just barbecue at night, hang out. Everybody comes over. I'm like, dude, that's so cool. Because that's something that we don't have here.
2: Yeah. And that's probably where I think a lot of my family-orientedness comes from. Where Because it's always been stuff like that um, with my family here and and over there as well. Like, you know, I've got 30, 40 cousins that I don't even know. And all of a sudden, we're all here. And it's like, man, you know, we're just a couple years apart in age. I didn't even know, you know, who you are. And that's how you get to know your family.
1: Yeah and you get to know yourself in the end of the day as well man definitely dope bro jj you're uh you're oozing passion dude i could see it (laughs) i love it man uh only thing is you got to cook up one of these plates one of these days i got you and uh i'm ready bro (laughs) let me know when you're gonna set it up i'll post it up and we'll share it and uh i want to try it out man i'm excited yeah and um just keep doing your thing bro
2: oh definitely will man it's like i said it's a passion and I don't think anyone can kill it other than myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but it's definitely something that, you know, this year I got to get back to. I I have to, I got to find the time to do it. And um, it's crazy. Like we used to do Sunday dinners only. Mm -hmm. Like that was when we did it. Then we switched to Saturday lunches because it felt like it was a little more relevant. And, you know, some other people in the game were doing the same thing and it was working out for them. So uh, I got to sit down and, you know, Get in touch with a couple of customers and see what's up. What do you guys want me to do? Yeah, you got to keep your customers in mind. Your yourself number one, yes, but your customers also. If you want your business to thrive, you got to know what they want. But it's hard because I get customers that are like, "Oh, well, I'm down with Sundays. I'm down with Saturdays." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, which one do you want?" Yeah. And you know, it, it gets kind of tough. But now this year, we've we've got to we got to get back to you know the the cooking scene because I miss it. It's relaxing for me. She hates it. Yeah. Hates it big time, bro. <laughs> but she does it out of love for me and and the love for my passion that yeah. I have. And I really do appreciate her for that. But um but yeah, no. Gotta gotta get back in the barbecue game. man. there's uh there's some other cats out there that are that running hard and strong right now. And it's like, uh, you know, I'm I'm not competitive. Yeah. You know, when it comes to stuff like that, you know, if you feel you're the king of the eight oh five when it comes to barbecue, by all means, bro. You're welcome to feel however you feel you know what i mean but you want to run a competition we could do that too oh that
1: might be a cool thing too man like for
2: the city we've talked about it you know amongst ourselves we've talked about it but at the same time it's like uh you know does everybody have the same mental aspect like are you gonna get your feelings hurt or are you gonna be cool about mm, it? You yeah know what I mean? so to keep the peace it's kind of like uh, yeah 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 We'll talk. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. It's, yeah, and it, yeah. Gets, it gets pushed away. And there's even times where we've talked about doing like collaborations with each other. Mm-hmm. Like let's get together and let's you know bring all of our customers in. Let, let's do it. And I think something like that is cool. You know what I mean? But then you run into, well, who's covering this? Who's who's paying for this? Who's and if you're not on the same wavelength, same page as far as um, the money aspect of it, then. You know, what if I lose a friend? What if I lose a a barbecue because of stuff like that? Because in the end, we're all here to make something from it. But at the same time, there's the passion of it, too. And I'll be honest. I'm never worried about losing a customer. Yeah. If you go and and I refer all of my customers to all my barbecue buddies, go try it. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, it is what it is. If you love it, it is what it is i know you're gonna rock with me and you're gonna rock with that person too like i've got customers it's crazy i got this one guy dude he's he's like nuts for barbecue bro he will literally pick up barbecue from my house and if like hambino or the q man or someone else because he follows all of us mm-hmm. and buys food from all of us whoever else is having an event that day he will buy here and go over there and, <laughs> buy. and it's like i him like george man you're gonna kill yourself too like that's bad bro <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but I like this from here, and I like that from there. So, you know, I go get the best of both. And I'm like, all right. George all right. is fucking living, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, it is what it is, bro. You know? Hell yeah, man. So, so uh, where can everybody find you at? You can find me on Instagram. Um, you're at the Q House. It's T-H-E underscore Q underscore H-O-U-S-E. Okay, cool. And uh, we're on the south side of the auction, trapping barbecue, bro.
1: There you go. I love it, man. You should come out with some merch that says that. That would be pretty <laughs> that, sick, That would dude. be sick but um yeah make sure you you let us know when you're gonna do it we'll post it up and and go grub man i'm excited for it
2: yeah definitely and i mean we gotta this downstairs skate thing comes out man
1: yeah i i'm i'm really shooting for it so this is kind of the vision that i have for it maybe one day we'll do a thing at the skate park Gotcha. and then maybe you come through and barbecue right there as well you know Mm -hmm. and just like like a free day yeah everybody comes skates They'll eat for free, you know, yeah, have a definitely. good time. Just something to start the brand off yeah, on you know, the right foot.
2: And you know, like we, I mean, we kind of touched on it, you know, a while back, and, and that's that's my community too. You know, I grew up on the south side. Yeah, you know, and and giving back to the kids and stuff like that. That's always great for the community. A great feeling for yourself. And, and others look at it too as a positive aspect so yeah
1: there's a lot of great people in this community man and that's why I love having people like yourself on to talk about their story and talk about what they're doing and, and actually how your passion turned into a business yeah that's a big point that I really like to hit you know because at the beginning you didn't realize that it could be yeah. anything just you I'm know just
2: cooking for myself you know cooking for the family like cooking because it makes me feel good.
1: Yeah. You know? And there's a lot of people out there right now that have that sort of passion for something else, but they don't realize that there's actual another yeah. step to it. So if we could help them get closer to that, you know, that's uh that's one of my goals with this podcast for sure.
2: Yeah. No, and I mean, it works out like I said. I don't I don't really listen to many other podcasts. I've learned a lot from your podcast. Thank I've, you. I've related a lot to your podcast and it's been beneficial, you know for i'm 32 years old i wish i could have maybe knew some of the things that i know now when i was younger yeah and you know it may be harder to reach out to a younger cast you know but if that one kid hears it and he's motivated by it it's beneficial
1: yeah no definitely man and uh i really appreciate you listening dude um and everybody listening you know i know it's time out of their day they could be doing something else but for them to listen to this combo i really appreciate it yep but uh yeah keep in touch with me when you end up doing that we'll post it up um we'll actually post it what i want to do more on the the instagram of the podcast is i want to keep in touch with the the Prior guests that we've had on, and if they're having a sort a, a sale or you know okay. a cook or anything like that, help promote that to make it its own sort of like community. Gotcha. You. you. know, so when you do that, definitely feel free to hit me up, man. For sure, man. And we'll thank you for making it here. I really appreciate it.
2: No, like I said, it was it was an honor, man. It
1: Hell yeah, dude. So guys, make sure you check out JJ. We'll have the Instagram below. Uh, the underscore Q underscore house. And um, make sure you harass them in the comments to get some plates going so we could eat. <laughs> you know, let's do it, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Downtime with Downstar, 134, and we out. Peace. Peace.